Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata on WFAN The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Well, this is officially a low point of our broadcast career. It uh, usually is BT and Sal. Today it is Gold Dust and Doink on the fan. <laughs> you gotta see what I'm this looted thing I'm looks like. <laughs> oh man, we are obviously paid off the bat, and uh, you know I, I already have this stuff on my hands because I wipe my nose and it's everywhere. We dove in, man. We dove in. We got a half-assed it, Sal. I'll say one thing about Hoff, who made us, uh, who made us do this. He gave us no safe. Exit right. as Sal adjusts his green lime wig. <laughs> the only, this is the only day in my career I'm happy that we're not on TV. Like, I always wanted the radio show to be simulcast on yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. Today's the day yeah. where I'm glad it's not. Oh, man. So, we are men of our words. We'll have a little fun with this all day. Hopefully, everybody is doing well. BT and Sal here, Branded Tyranny slash Goldust, Sal Licata slash Doink on the fan. All right, so I do want to say this. Uh, wow, this I'm already dripping because yeah. this bodysuit, dude. First of all, I'm dying to think like. <laughs> It's just this thing is hot as hell. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna drip to death. It's hot. Yeah, I'm looks, already sweating with this. It looks like it's, it's tight. Yeah. It's hot. It's it's rough. It's man. Not gonna be a pleasant undercarriage in that one. No, it's not. Yeah. It's absolutely not. What is that, Hoff? What did you say to me, sir? I would say give the Twitch promo. For oh yes. Well, why don't you do it to make it a little more painful for us? Go ahead. Oh, of course. Why not? This is this is this is my this is my favorite day of all time. Uh, go to Twitch.tv/wfan if you want to see these two knuckleheads look. Amazing. There you go. Well, listen, we appreciate that. And yes, and we go to Twitch. Check it out. Uh, today's an interesting day. We did a lot of every time I like. I don't know if I can look at you very much today. When I look at you and I want to have a serious conversation, I just see Doink. <laughs> well, and I see Gold Dust. I mean, what do you think? I mean, <laughs> this is bonkers, dude. All right, so so Aaron Boone is going to speak today, right? And he's going to speak at one o'clock. And you know, I'm already. I, I want to preemptively warn people what's coming this year. The first little bump in the road, if it's a prolonged one with the Yankees, and I'm sure until they solidify at the top of that staff, hopefully they do, the Yankees will be subject to a little bit of a a lull at some point. They're not beyond reproach. You're going to start hearing people screaming for Aaron Boone's job, which is idiotic. Now, I understand why you're going to hear that noise. First of all, this contract is up. You know, the, the, the bench coach, Brad Ausmus, obviously has major league experience. Joe Girardi, isn't that convenient? Our buddy Joe, last Yankee skipper to win a World Series, is back in the yes booth. So he is there in case he's got to be called down. Sal, all the noise, I'm going to ignore it. I, I, I've said what I've said about Cashman. I have defended Aaron Boone, and in my opinion, 
the Yankees' best path this year to a World Series is with Boone as the manager. Yeah, and I don't think that they're going to make a change, But and I don't think Aaron Boone is the problem, but if the Yankees falter... They have to make they they and they have to make a change. Who do you think is going to be the first to go? Matter of fact, forget about even in season. If you fast forward this to the off season and say the Yankees don't make the playoffs, what do you think is going to happen? You think Cashman's going to get fired, or you think Boone? I think Boone is going to be made the scapegoat by the Yankees. Yankees have higher expectations than I believe that they should. Boone is going to be can't get rid of the players, not getting rid of Cashman. So Boone is going to be the odd man out. He shouldn't be, but he will be. Whether it is in season or whether it is postseason, you know, assuming the Yankees. He's either fail in the first round or don't get there. I do think the bullseye is going to be on Boone. I don't think it should be, but I think <clears throat> yeah. it will be. I, I think you're right after the season, you know, and I still wouldn't necessarily agree with it depending upon who was to come here. I just, I will, Aaron Boone to me is, is somebody who, <clears throat> excuse me, has been very much on the receiving end of, of the wrong, the wrong criticism. Like let, let's in, in a, in a broad snapshot, Look at what Aaron Boone, not what he's been given for the tools as a Yankee manager. I think more specifically what he has not had. Number one, he's never had a left fielder. And never had a left fielder. Right. Number two, he's never really had a catcher. If you think about it, Trevino's little first half all-star appearance a couple of years ago aside, he's never had a catcher. He never really had a third baseman. Donaldson's here, DJ plays here, I mean, but, but look here at the roster. Minute. I mean, look look at the roster. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's never outside of Garrett Cole. No, but they had they, a lights out rotation. He, what is he's he's had a good bullpen. He's got the best pitcher in baseball. He's got the best player in baseball. Well, that's where I was going. He's got he's got the best pitcher. He's got an ace. He's got a superstar position player, and he's been handed a good bullpen, which for the most part he's managed very well. Other than that. It's been decaying players, like just you know, players with eroding skill sets, bad contracts, guys who came here suddenly forgot how to perform, like Gallo, like Kicks, and like others, and maybe Rodana's on that list now. So I'm not saying Aaron Boone's perfect, but I got to tell you, for all the, the slings and arrows that Aaron Boone takes, the man's held it together. He's poised with the media. His team plays hard. Even with the, the run of injuries he's had almost every year, this guy puts together a representative team. Well, I, I believe in Boone. He, he also was the author of their worst season in 30 years last year. Like, he, I know I'm not blaming him, yep. but he's the manager. Like, man, I don't understand why the Yankees now all of a sudden are above change. They fired Joe Girardi off of you know, getting to game seven of the ALCS in 2017. That wasn't good enough. Getting to games, and you know, it wasn't about the results. It was because they felt they wanted a different direction. So they bring in Boone, and they got what they wanted. Although they haven't been back to that point since. Again, I'm not trying to pick on Aaron Boone. I think Boone is a good manager. I'm looking forward to hearing from him today. I, I root for Boone because I like his personality. However, he's going to be at fault here. The first guy. I would have already made the change with Cashman and Boone years ago. Boone's going to be the first guy to go. And then Cashman. I think the Yankees will hire another manager before Cashman gets fired. They'll let Cashman hire another manager before he gets fired. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal on the fan. Goldust and Doink at your service today. Uh, rinse out of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Friends of Town Fair remind you that you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to May. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. The other thing to consider is this, Sal. Like, when you look at, you brought up Girardi, and when they got rid of him, that was a personality thing. Like, right. Joe... And I respect this. Hey, I'm the manager, and I kind of believe this, and I'm not just going to acquiesce to you know some nerd up in the uh, the front office stuffing numbers down my throat. I, I I like that resistance. I truly do respect that. But the reason Joe was shown the door, personality clash, right? And I think part of the reason, but why, it hasn't worked. Well, 
Well, let's talk about your, with Girardi. Oh, no, no, I'm meaning <laughs> the Yankees haven't gotten back to that point that they were at Game 7 of the of the ALCS, for, as a matter of fact. No, no, I, I'm like not they, disagreeing that with that. That was the high point in the Baby Bombers. Yeah. Game 7, ALCS 2017, led by a different manager, no, no, Joe I, I, I got What I'm saying, though, is I think part of the reason, to your point, I think one of the reasons that Boone is still here. Now, again, I think Aaron Boone's good. I think he's so unfairly disrespected and marginalized. I think it's ridiculous. I think he's a great baseball person. I think his team plays hard. And I think his, his team plays generally with purpose, for the most part. He's a good data applicator. <laughs> Here we go. Well, he's not a manager. He's well, a data what applicator. Is he? Oh, stop, He dude. applies just the data that the come front come office gives him. So you don't he's think, one of the first of his generation. But you don't think that he deals with 25 egos, young kids, superstars. Who's Come on. That's so – and I know I, – I, you're not literally wrong. But that's disrespectful when you throw it, and that when you say that's all he does. No, no, I you don't think, think Aaron Boone has a connection in the post to the locker room. You, Come on, you dude, think, you it's think a baseball he, manager. You think he gets on guys that that need to be held accountable the way that Joe Girardi would? Like a ma- Girardi's a manager, Buck yeah. Showalter a manager. Well, you think that Terry Collins manager? You think that those Dusty I mean, I Baker see Buck manager. doing a whole lot of managing yeah. last year? But uh-huh. I, I'll, I'll keep it with Boone. I listen. I am of the mindset. Bruce Bochy, manager. Yeah, I got you. I am more visceral as you are. I, I so I appreciate. When it's right and it's the right player, um, and it's egregious enough, I got no problem lighting somebody up in public view. And right. I, I, that's fine. You're the manager. You're the player. And here's the pecking order of, of, of power. And if you don't, if you don't adhere to it, and you keep messing up, and and you challenge what we're trying to do as a team, I'm going to light you up. No, I've always subscribed to that. It's a different world. So I th- I understand that. Now to answer you directly, do I think that Aaron Boone? You know, behind closed doors is more assertive that yes, I do. I do. I absolutely. I think he drops f bombs. I think he gets up on somebody in their locker for not hustling. I, I I absolutely believe that Aaron Boone does that. Not public enough for some, but I absolutely think he does. Let's just go based off of the facts. Joe Girardi had won a World Series before. Joe Girardi took this core, this baby bombers group, as far as they've been. In 2017, have not been back to that point since. Aaron Boone's Yankees haven't gotten to a World Series. Those are the facts. I'm not saying it's his fault, but those are the facts. Yeah, I don't need you laughing at me all day. I got the morning guys giving me crap. My stomach still hurts from yesterday. Oh, yeah, he's sick stomach. Oh, yeah, you want to prove it to you? I, my stomach is in disarray right now, and I got three layers of costume on. God forbid I have an issue. I'm going to soil myself. I mean, it's going to be an issue here. Sick stomach, bad headache. You laughing at me because I'm dressed like a freaking clown. Morning guys taking shots at yeah, me. Yeah, they were taking shots. My wife busting my chops with text messages about contractors and this and that. I'm like, I'm. Well, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Fifteen texts. I didn't reply. What are you doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm in the bathroom at work. Put my clown makeup on for the day. God. I mean, let's just get this day over with, for goodness sake. I I couldn't wait for this day to end, man. I I mean, and it's just starting, dude. Look at us. Spike laughing, Geo laughing. Oh, God. Now, that's all funny games. We'll get these boon calls here. But they did question whether or not you're all in. That's a little... uh, Could I have made it to work yesterday? That's a little... Hold on. That's... It's a little out of bounds. Could I have made it to work yesterday? Yes. Could I have made it to work yesterday without having an accident? You know, not not a car accident. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Might have been an issue. Mm. Might have to circle back to that though. I was surprised that they went there. Geo, your buddy, more than booms. I didn't hear it, but I heard multiple people telling me uh-huh. about. It. All right, yeah. let's get to you. I'll give them a pass on that because I don't think that they know. I got you. I got I you. Mean, and they generally have you back, and they always have also, hours as a show. So, all right, they're also right we'll in the one, one pass. They're, they're also right in one aspect. What? I could have. I really, if I wanted to really push it, I could have.
But if you're up three times in the morning from 2.30 a.m. till 6.30 a.m., and you, you wake up and I'm like, my God, I don't I, like I didn't have the energy. And I was let me just do it from home today gotcha. and get through the show. And that's okay. what I did. All right. <laughs> look at that face, dude. You look insane. You think you look better? I'm not like saying that. that I know I look equally yeah. weird, but I don't like if you were gold dust, right? And right. I was looking at you, I'll be honest, I'd be saying, Look at this freak. I mean, yeah, this I guy, this is right. weird, man. But it's not like I look at you, it's funny. Like you, you just look funny. You look like a know. deranged, incensed deprived I, I, and depraved clown. I, I'm doing the clown. I, I lost the bet. I dress like doing the clown. Oh, jeez. All right, let's go. To me, Booney's the guy. I'm sure many of you will disagree. Drew and Howell, first up with uh, with Goldust and Doink. What's going on, Drew? Goldust and Doink, let me tell you something. This is who I want to, you know, what, you guys talking about Randy Savage next? Is that who we're talking about? That no. would have been an easier landing. Uh, trust me, I'd much prefer to be sitting here with Elizabeth. I can promise you that. <laughs> that, is a, that is a given. Oh, yeah, that's right, brother. You knew it. Um, <laughs> But I, you know what? I, Boone is missing a catcher. Boone, you know, the, there was Posada, there was Girardi. The Yankees have always, always had that, that catcher, that guy, that field general. Boone is only a few pieces away from, I believe, from really putting it together. The guy has, he's played the cards he's dealt over the last how many years he's been here. I forget right offhand. But he's played the was cards. Was it season six? Dealt. I think this, is this number six? It's right around there. Yeah. He's at number six, I believe so. But if, I mean, if you want to talk about egos, I mean, egos have been around since Babe Ruth, since Thomas Wagner. Egos are egos. They're going to be there either way. The way Boone deals with things, I think people are quick to, they're quick to recall the, the Tory years and the Girardi uh, sort of there's where they had those one, two, three, four starters and guys would go six, seven innings. I think Boone's kind of maligned for going to the pen maybe a little too quick with some of the starters. And well, who, who, do you think, who do you think is a better manager, Aaron Boone or Joe Girardi? Uh, I got. I got to give it to Joe Girardi. Uh, BT, you want to answer that one? Um, who had a better roster? I think. I uh, think you have to start there. I'm not saying the answer. Thanks for the call, there, Drew. I'm not saying the answer is not Girardi, but look at the roster. I, I'm. I know, but you could say I that mean, about everybody. I mean, well, sure. Joe Girardi basically. could... Girardi's roster in 2017, some would argue, wasn't even as good as Boone had in 2018. And yet he got to Game Seven of the ALCS. The other big part here, you talk about catcher. Boone hasn't had a catcher. One of, I thought, the biggest reasons why they decided to go away from Girardi was because of Gary Sanchez. Because Girardi, who was a catcher, was riding Gary Sanchez at the time, and Gary wasn't... He was lazy, wasn't, dude. Wasn't, he well, wasn't locked right, in. He, he wasn't taken to it. He was so absolutely maybe, lazy. maybe they coddle him with Booney, the data applicator, more of a player's manager. How'd that work out? Eventually, the Yankees realized that, you know what, it wasn't Joe Girardi that was a problem. Gary Sanchez was. Now, again, I want to just reiterate, Aaron Boone, to me, is not a, a problem. Like, I don't think he's their biggest problem. But do I think the Yankees could do better? Do I think that Boone is more of a data applicator than an actual manager the way that Girardi was? Yep. Now, Girardi failed his last time in Philadelphia, too, miserably. So I'm not saying he's the answer. But I'm just saying that you look at Boone's team, he hasn't taken it to the point that Girardi did the year that he got fired. Okay, then there's no right or wrong answer, but we're taking a guess here. What's Bruce Bochy doing with this team last year? All the injuries, the Judge missing two months, and Stanton for getting know. out of hit, then Rizzo's out for three months because he knocks it to Tatis' elbow at first base. You got no catcher, Trevino's hurt. Uh, you got no left fielder. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, you're playing Bader, I, who's hitting 220 and striking out twice a night. I'd rather have. I'd rather have seen it. I mean, I don't know the answer. He's not to doing. That. Much. Let me spare you the guessing. He's not doing much. Well, but you don't know. He's not that. doing much more. They're definitely not winning the World Series. Well, what would Boone have done on Texas? You think Boone would have won the World Series? <clears throat> That's a good flip. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I put it this way. You, Let me put it this way. Yeah. So I would give Boone a better chance to maximize a good roster and ride the wave to success 
than I would somebody like Bochi right. or even a young Billy Martin or Tory or Girardi at his apex or whomever else you want to throw in there, elevating this Yankee team from last year beyond where they got. See, the fact that they – now, they bottomed down from a Yankee standard 30 years. I got that, 82 and 80. Unacceptable, right? But that situation could have easily led to 73 wins. They were awful. They had nothing. I get it. And I respect it. Like, we always look at, like, the height, like, the apex of achievement. And we talk about this with the Super Bowls. What's more impressive, getting to three or four conference championship games but never winning the Super Bowl or getting to one Super Bowl and winning? Oh, well, you can make a case it's the former right. by having consistent success, even though it's not the ultimate success. So, to me, I, I look at Boone as a guy who who pieces it together. I do believe they respect him, and I do believe they can win with him. Dan's in Lafayette, BT and Sound on the fan. What's going on, Dan? Hey, what's up, you crazy clowns? <laughs> How we doing? We're all what's right. We're, we're, oh. we're low point today, but we're good. <laughs> I got you. I got two things I want to touch base go on. Go for First it. One, uh, is Boone, and I think he can go to the World Series. I think he can win. I think a lot of people put way too much pressure on him <laughs> for the players that he's given. You know, they, they show up expecting to do these things, and they don't do it. That's not Boone's problem. <laughs> Why are you adjusting? I'm Danny. I'm listening like, to you. He's adjusting his wig. Because, it's hysterical. Because there's is like, it too tight or is air. it too loose? No, so there's air underneath the, the skull cap with got the it. hair on it. I mean, he's and got then, the real neon half George I, Jefferson wig. See, if I push it down to yeah, where yeah. Like, the air comes out, then it looks like it's like wrinkled. Gotcha. So but I'm you know what? To... I don't even think the people can really see that. They're looking at the forehead. Well, as, nobody as, can see it. You're fine. All right. So, this so is Dan, fine. so. Sorry, Dan. No, I got, listen, my, my gripe about. If, oh, I'm not saying Aaron Boone's perfect. You know, one thing about Aaron Boone, thanks for the call, that has bothered me, okay, is the acceptance of some of these lackluster lulls by Glaber Torres, most specifically. Like, you know, his head's in the cloud on the bases, his head's in the cloud sometimes on defense. He's a good player. But, like, to me, that's – you want to start knocking some things? I'm, he's not unknockable. He is. He, You know, obviously, he's, he's human. But I think when people – this is, my, this is my strongest opinion out of the shoot here. When people look at the Yankees, the way they've been built, forget about this year going into it, the last couple of years, and you say Aaron Boone is the reason the Yankees have not won, you are out of your mind. It's Cashman, and it's other factors, injuries as well, and other teams getting better, and the randomness of baseball. Cashman didn't give him enough to win. The facts are, Boone. yeah, but the facts are, Boone has been the manager of this team that hasn't gotten over the hump and gotten to a World Series, hasn't gotten as far as his predecessor did as far as getting to Game Seven of the ALCS, and has his teams have gotten worse. Hundred wins, hundred and three. Then they were nearly five hundred the pandemic year. Ninety two wins. That was a bad year. They won ninety nine games in twenty twenty two, but they still it started out great that year. Turned out to be an aberration. Yeah, they were basically fifty and fifty over the final hundred. Yeah, and, and, and they were terrible in the playoffs that one year. Exactly. And, and last yeah. year, eighty two and eighty. I, I mean, get it. Uh, but now, to be Joe fair, Girard, I mean, we know the answer. Eighty two. Uh, Joe had a couple lean years there. That was, and Derek uh, was getting old. Pull up Joe's stats. Don't, don't ignore that. Uh, they won eighty four. Okay. In, in twenty six. They won eighty three games one year. Joe wasn't exactly humming at the uh, end. No, I, not eighty two and eighty. Okay. Not eighty two and eighty. Yeah, but I think he had more than one year where it was kind of lackluster. Boone's had one. Well, Boone I mean, won 100 games twice, and he won 99, was. and you're sitting here saying, hey, 199, but, rather than saying, eh, 99's pretty good. 877-337-6666. All right. So here it is. We pay off the bet. 
Hoff won the uh, he won the pool. He put us in the most unenviable position. There was no soft landing. You're either a clown or you're gold dust. And we're paying it off. We're having a little fun. So if you guys want to check it out, go to Twitch. There is Hoff. Hoff, you are solo. I would have made you wear an Andre the Giant singlet just so you could... I don't know, just, I don't know, just embarrassed. Uh, well, you, do, don't ever lose to me, Hop. Well, the and, one, and thing, the one thing we did ask for, we were like... Ever. We, we did ask BT, like, just don't put us in a spot where we have to show too much skin. Well, right? I mean, like, I don't want to be sitting here naked in, uh, in, in, in a banana hammock right. for four hours. Right, so we asked, and he delivered. He obliged. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes, he this did. is what we came up with. 877-337-6666. Yankees have more horses this year. I believe Boone is good enough to get them there. Sal's not so sure. What do you think? 877-337-6666. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you got to really lean into this. You got to really lean into it. Lean in. 1027 BT and Sound Law, the fan. Yep, it is payoff day. Gold dust and doink at your service. As we uh, talk to the little Yankees here out of the shoot. I'm sure we'll get that doink music coming back for the next break. At least we better. Now, listen, if you're just tuning in, here's the interesting thing about the start of the Yankee season. Now, I know that's obviously still two months away, baby. Well, a little less than two months here. But Aaron Boone's going to speak today. All right, he's going to speak at 1 o'clock. State of the Yankees address. Uh, Mendy did it yesterday for the Mets. It's Boone's turn today. Different layer of pressure. It is. It is as I think the pressure around. There's always pressure with the Yankees, but I think this pressure is so different because the circumstances. If this thing goes off the rail, it is a tsunami against Boone. Number one, who's his bench coach? Brad Ausmus, former manager. Number two, who's back in the booth? That's Joe Girardi, former manager. And he won a championship here. Aaron Boone's contract is up. Then you throw in the backdrop of the pressure that the Yankees are finally embracing. You know, during the offseason, think about what Cashman said. Unacceptable. We, Hal said the same thing. We've got to change things. We can't have. And now you've got the pressure basically day to day. We're going to be taking the pulse of Juan Soto, who is a rental. And if the Yankees are a win, and I'm telling you, Sal, it could be early May if the Yankees look lackluster. People are going to be calling us up saying Boone's got to go. And I'm saying, no, Boone's the guy. Right. Logically, though, Boone should not be the guy to get fired. But the Yankees will make him. They're not going to fire Soto. Not going to fire Judge. Not going to fire Volpe. Not going to fire Cashman no matter what. So Boone is going to be the scapegoat. Now, I would be stunned if it happened in season for two reasons. One, I think the Yankees are going to win 90 games. And they'll make the playoffs, and then they'll fail in the playoffs like they've always done in recent years. And after that, maybe they make an evaluation that they do need a change with Boone. But in season, I would be stunned if that's the case. He's going to feel the heat. I mean, he's felt the heat before, dating back to 2021, most specifically when the Yankees were you know threatening to not make the postseason that year. That was the year they went and got Rizzo and Gallo, ended up getting in but losing in the wild card. Boone's going to feel the heat, as he should. The problem is... Like Cashman's felt the heat, and the Yankees done nothing about it. I have no, I have no reason to believe the Yankees are going to change anything. I don't believe they'd go with Girardi. I think Ausmus a possibility, mm. but I don't think Girardi would ever. They would never bring him back for in midseason. Parachute well, him in period. for the booth I don't, deal. I don't think Girardi will ever manage Yankees. Well, I mean, the fact that he he's might back manage in, again, period. Uh, maybe not, but the fact that he's back on the payroll tells yeah. me that whatever yeah. issue was there is probably softened a bit. But yeah. uh, it's just the pressure is intense. It is unavoidable, and the Yankees. That's just part of being the Yankees, but. 
It's different this year. There are so many layers here. If it's not good, you guys are going to go nuts, and I get it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you now, I'm going to tell you in May, I'm going to tell you in June, I'm rolling with Boone. And I don't think Boone, I think Boone's much more of an asset than an actual problem. I really do. But not all of you agree. Uh, let's go to Smithtown. Big Bob. What's going on, Bobo? Oh, BT Sal. Uh, forgive me. Uh, does it two quickies? Monday I, I was on that last, but the show ended. So forgive me for saying this. Half the knows I wasn't going to do this. Uh, Shanahan, I agree with. Kelsey's, uh, Kelsey's. Yeah, we're doing, baseball, right, listen, Bobby, oh, we're doing, no, no, we're doing baseball, Bobby. Listen, Bobby, we're doing baseball, Bobby. Bob, we're doing baseball, Bob. Doing baseball. Yes, I love no, you, buddy. No, like baseball. I, that's why I asked for forgiveness. That's Aaron okay. Bowen. You don't need to forget. Just talk baseball. Let's go. It's all good. Okay. I always pretty much agree with you, BT, but on this one, I don't know about Aaron Boone. I think he's a little bit of a puppet from upstairs. I don't think he drops F-bombs, and I don't think he holds guys accountable. But that's just my own personal feeling. Well, let me ask Bobby. I got a question for you, Bob. I got a question for you. So if I say to you, and I want one answer for each, but you got to make it quick. What is Aaron Boone's best characteristic? His best one as a manager? What do you think it is? Uh, I think it actually is he's an easygoing kind of guy. Okay. What's his worst? What, what's his detriment in today's world? Yep. What's his worst? I don't like the way he handles the starting pitches, and I think he uh, brings the bullpen in. Okay, no, no, I got you. I, I, I got you. Thanks for the call there, Bob. The reason I ask, first of all, I would push back. Now, it's your opinion. I respect it. His wor- if his The worst thing that he does is the way he handles the bullpen. That's what Bob just said, and maybe some starting pitchers here and there. First of all, Yankees don't have enough guys that could actually give you length, even if he wanted to let them, number one. Number two, the Yankees statistically had a top three bullpen in baseball last year. So no matter how much you think Aaron Boone mismanaged the bullpen, he didn't. That's a fallacy. Back to what you think is his best characteristic, Bob. You said that he's calm and, and, and cool. Okay, I would push that out a little bit, Sal, and say I personally think that Aaron Boone's best quality as a manager here in this fishbowl of nuttiness as the New York Yankee manager is that he never loses control of the stealing of the steering wheel. And every day he's no matter what's happening, he's the same guy. And that matters here. I agree with that, but I would say his worst asset or the worst attribute is that he doesn't manage enough. And when he does actually manage, meaning going with your gut at times. It's either it feels forced, it feels like he's thinking too much. Yeah. I don't think he, I was going to say, I don't think he knows any better. I don't know if he trusts his gut enough. I don't know if he knows better. I know he knows the game. I'm trying to be disrespectful in that regard. But I think his greatest attribute is that he is one that follows out the orders of the front office. He's a data applicator. He talks about the lanes. He's more worried about bowling than he is pitching. Oh, this guy's lane was this, so we brought him in here. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's not how baseball works. Maybe one day you'll figure that out, but that's not how baseball works. I don't want to hear about lanes. I want to see you watch the game with your own eyes, figure out when a guy's got it, when a guy doesn't have it, get him out, get somebody else in, make those decisions. I think that's been his weakness, specifically in the postseason. How about Nick and Mawa, BT and Sal, all the fans? What's going on, Nick? How are you today, pal? Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? Okay. What's up, dude? Um, I'm hearing all this talk just about the the manager and baseball, and I just, you know, in today's game, I don't think it's nearly as important as it once was. And, you know, I know this is um, an open-ended question, but, how 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 many wins wins slash losses do you think a manager is worth? 
Well, hold on a second. I'm going to actually have a. I'm going to relay a conversation that I had with Jack Mars on a field in Lakeland. I was just in early stages of my career 20 years ago. Uh, 21 years ago, I was working in Detroit and I went down to watch spring training, do my shows from there. Talking managers, right? And he said that the best managers give you about five wins per year. The worst ones probably take away about five. The others, which is about 20, it's basically a push. Zero. Nothing. Got it. Okay. And that's that's sort of where my head was at because you take any three of us, we, you know, put us as the manager of the Dodgers, at a minimum, right, we're going to win 80 games, right, based on what we know, based on our just intelligence of the game of baseball. I just – I, I think we're putting so much onus on the manager and yes. not enough onus but, on the But it's not like. the manager's biggest job now is not that. It's to, you know, g- gain respect of the clubhouse or keep control of the clubhouse, manage the egos in the clubhouse, and really apply the front office data. I mean, that's that's what they're looking for. I joke and call Boone a data applicator. Obviously, he's not alone. That's the type of – what do you think Carlos Mendoza is? You think he's a manager? I mean, the Mets hired him knowing that he's going to – Follow out the orders of the front office. That's what everybody wants now. They want the collaboration. They want the collaborative effort with the front office calling the shots more so than the actual manager the yeah. way that it used to be. I know it's changed a lot. I'm not going to fight you on that. Unfortunately, it's changed. And things that Matt Earl Weaver, Billy, all the name, Buck back in the mm-hmm. day, you know, Tory back in the day. I get it. It's a totally different job. It's a different template, right? But, you know, whether it's Mendy or another young manager, youngish, getting their first chance, the difference with Aaron Boone, he's a third-generation major league player. Right. I mean, his dad I get it. was in some of the best clubhouses in the history of the game with Pete Rose and Mike Schmidt and Steve Carlton. His dad and Larry was a manager. Boa. No, I, know, I understand that. I mean, so, like a manager. No, no. Well, so the, what Boone knows, while many do apply the data in a similar manner, what Boone knows dwarfs anybody else, including Mendy, who did nothing in the major leagues. It's it's unfair. Oh. It's it's just not a parallel. It's well, not even close. Because he knows what it's like to play when you're hurt. Though. He knows what it likes what it's like to play when you're playing for a contract. He knows what it's like to play against the Red Sox as a Yankee right, when it mattered. You, like, would you I mean, rather Boone, that? Come on. Would you rather that or a guy who's actually managed and worked his way up through many different spots? Well, to get to get this spot. This is his first job as a you know, lead manager at the big league level. Yep. However, He's old school Mendy in the fact that he earned it. He wasn't coming out of the broadcast booth to get his first opportunity as a manager. Yeah, but that would wasn't ca- a player turned manager. Mm-hmm. He actually went to the lower levels, worked his way up, coaching and managing. That would carry more weight with me if Boone was wallowing in mediocrity. The man's won 100 games twice with not much. Right. 99 another time. And last year they could have been a 75 win team and they weren't. So I believe in Boone. I'm not saying he's Casey Stengel. Boy, he's a whole hell of a lot better than a lot of people make him out to be. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I like this entrance music a whole lot better than the last one. Yeah, this is good music right here. Weighing 236 pounds. Yeah, play this as I run out of here to go to the bathroom. <laughs> From parts unknown, Doink the Clown. Whatever. Three hours seven. left. Do we have to do it the whole show? Of course. Oh. Yeah, we got to do it four hours, man. Right. We, listen, we're man enough, and it sucks, but it's actually well, funny. Well, I got to tape a podcast after this. So I gotta, do you gonna, really? It's going to take me a while. The to WWE podcast? No. What, do you, what do you got going on? Uh, no, I usually do Sports Illustrated podcast once a week. That's on oh, Wednesday. I'm sure Jimmy Trainer will appreciate seeing that. Yeah. All the, uh, the subscribers out there, show them the, uh, the new, no, new look, Sal. I didn't lose a bet on there. <laughs> four hours, that's it. Oh, my God. All right, so listen, we'll get back to these calls here. Next hour, we got a little 3RQ, three random questions. And uh, in the 12 o'clock hour, Yankee ticket. So Mendoza spoke yesterday. The Mets are down there, pitchers and catchers. We're going to hear from Boone today coming up in a, in a couple of hours. He'll speak at 1 o'clock. Now, you know, the Boone stuff, and, and I get it because there's an, there's an unsettling feeling for a lot of Yankee fans, But and I'm fine with that. And I'm among the voices that have been very disenchanted with the direction of the team. I, I think, and I'm, by no means am I saying I'm a better fan than you. I think that I would never say that, but... The one thing I think that I do a little more than many of you is assign the proper level of culpability. Like to me, in the Yankee universe, it is cash. It's been Cashman one, Hal two in the last couple of years, and then players. And Aaron Boone. Well, yeah, and really, Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone's lowest on the list. Agreed, but he's going to be the first to go. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's right. Which is no, my point. No, I know. You know I get I mean? it. I, I never, for years, I was saying. You know, even when I said make a change, it's just because I would do it at the same time. Like, if you're going to fire Cashman, you might as well fire Boone. But if I had to place blame, Boone would be the least of the problems. However, if you actually look at where Girardi was when he was here, and you look at what Boone has accomplished, yeah, he's done some nice things. But, I mean, dude, somebody's got to pay here at some point if the Yankees can't get to, let alone win, a World Series. You know, I meant to ask you this before in terms of the whole spirit of the bet. Because I checked out of wrestling, and we'll get back to these goals mm-hmm. here. 
I checked out right when the Ultimate Warrior was really, you know, sorry. I just I thought he was corny. Right. I'm not trying to disparage him. I know he's no longer with us. Just didn't feel it. Like How- Travis Kelsey level corny or like different? No, oh, okay. just horrible on the mic. I mean, just a goofball, no wrestling right. and moves. It was just a, a roided up freak. He just okay. yeah, yeah, grabbed yeah. the ropes and his matches were two minutes. He was not a good wrestler. Right. Yeah, I was more Piper, that, that crew, mm-hmm. as you know. But then... With the WWE Network, and I was able to launch, like, you know, so, whether it's Bret Hart, the screw job, like, things right. I didn't watch in real time. I really, really dove right. earnestly back into wrestling. Fascinating stuff. Oh, my God. I, I love like, this. Ah, Behind-the-scenes stories. Ah, it's great. It's awesome. But what I don't know, I, I preface all that to, to get to this, did Doink and Goldust ever fight? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I would assume that they they probably did. I don't know How why did I would they assume not that. Cross paths, right? It was you the know, same era for it, the most part. And it's an era right? that I'm not familiar with either. I knew a little bit about Goldust in the beginning. Yeah. Um I and I knew even less about Doink. Doink. So, well, now you know, know a whole lot about Doink. Yeah. You like what you've learned, sir. Uh, well, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I was like, how the hell am I going to get this costume? And then I just started piecing things together off of Amazon. That's what I did. And keeping the tags on it because it's going right back where it came from. Nice after and sweaty today. down there. <laughs> no. no, no, sir. I'll keep, I'll keep the understuff uh, and the wig. Probably I don't. I get that from. Where is it? They have fought. They have a, I need what who won? Hopefully it was Goldust. Dove has this info. Yeah, that's you, what I'm hearing. Goldust Gold and they, Doink. I mean, you can't Google's put Doink. it anyway. Oh, okay. You, right. you can't put Doink over that much. He's a clown. Yeah. Goldust had the big push. No, Doink was. I good, had though. a win. I think. I think Goldust was the champion. Is that why you chose him? Because he was the champion at that's one right, point. Baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who won the fight? They're like, how many times did they match up? I got to check this out. You did look up what Goldust. Goldust. I know what he means. Yeah. yeah okay. Just, I got it. Yeah. It's all right. It's cool. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't embrace that yeah. that character. I wasn't wearing a wig, you know. And here's the other thing too. I actually, I swear to God, you saw it in the bathroom when we were both yeah, putting. Everything's going to be on digital. This yeah. will be all over. Trust me. If you're not watching on Twitch now, which you could, you'll see this craziness everywhere. I drew a circle on a piece of paper. I like schematically mm-hmm. drew out a template of how I was going to do the the makeup. Otherwise, I didn't know how to do it. Right. So I didn't watch them, and they were like. Seven versions of gold dust makeup. Yeah. And six, I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. <laughs> so I'm like, this was the softest. Who won, Doink or me? So Dove, he went and, and uh, looked up. it up, He's but it, it's them playing the video game. Oh, oh, oh okay. So, so they I never think one in the video game. Oh, but they, wait, okay. they never fought? They never actually? Not, not according <sighs> to this? Not even like a Royal Rumble, a Battle Royal, not, nothing? I'm sure. I seen I'm yet. sure they had some I never body slammed this clown. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Do you want to try outside? We almost got into it yesterday, even though it was from home. Are we good? Let's start talking about Trent Grisham again. Oh, that's right. You're ripping Brandon Nimmo for what? Oh, he runs to first base. Can uh, I, I mean, say something about yeah. that? I, yeah, can I, saw, I, say one I thing? saw the fan account tweeted that out. Did you see that yesterday? Of course. I'm like, oh, that's going to go over well. Stars, man. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say one thing about the Nimmo, and I hope Met fans hear me on this. Then we'll get back to these Boone calls. I really, really mean this. So we were talking about Boone, uh, about, uh, about Nimmo yesterday. Obviously, a lot of Pete Alonso stuff, and David Stern spoke the day before, after we were on the air, so we had a chance to get to it yesterday here on BT and South. And what I said about Nimmo is I'm a big fan. He's a good player. But, again, we're talking about leadership and the – you know, the the seizing of the leadership mantle. And I always thought it was more Lindor. I don't think Pete's a leader. And I don't mm. even want to get back into that today. Me this neither. Is, I just want to show Nimmo the respect that I've always shown him. That I thought was a little hijacked. Now, I'll stand by what I said. Running to first base. Eh. eh come on. Yes. It looks a little, yeah, a little desperate. No, I, I'm a little, little fake hustle. I'll stand right. by that word. Right. But I know he plays his ass off. And I do respect Nimmo. And he is good. The reason I even said that was because we were talking about... 
Do players on the Mets gravitate to Pete's leadership style, Lindor's style, who, by the way, is always down in spring training the last couple of years early with Vientos and these other young guys, you know, teaching them how to play defense and and working with them. And I don't – I'm sorry. I don't – this is my only point. It was not to disparage Nimmo or diss him because I'm a fan. I'm a real fan. Wish the Yankees had a guy like that minus the fake hustle down to first base. (laughs) Everything else. I don't think, I'm sorry, I don't think that veterans are looking at Brandon Nimmo sprint down to first base after a walk and saying, that's the guy that I got to follow. It I may, think Lindor's the leader. It may not but be. But I didn't mean to diss Nimmo was my point. It may not be that specific example of him hustling down to first base, but they do look up to him. Uh, and and I, I do believe that he is the de facto leader of of the team. I wish it was Lindor, and maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's both of them in certain aspects. But I do think it's Nimmo. No, I just want to clear yep. that up because I was not trying to oh, slander. Oh, it looked a lot worse him. in print. Oh, too. it did. Yeah. It looked horrendous yeah. in print. That's why you know we got a microphone. I saw and that. And I saw that. Little, saw it uh, giggle to myself. Oh, I was like, oh, this is going to be a problem. BT's going to have rough yeah. day. Enjoy rough than being gold dust. <laughs> uh, Anthony's in Jersey City. BT and Sal. What's going on, Ant? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. I hope all is well. Um, BT, uh, the the only the only issue I have when I watch Boone is I do believe. He don't hold anyone accountable. Now, I know you said maybe, you know, behind the scenes, you know, he's giving these guys the talk and all that. But you you bring up the perfect person, Glaber Torres. How many times do we have to watch this guy not hustle a base running blunder, just somewhere that's not in the game? And I'm not saying this is always the right course of action, but I've never seen Boone walk up to him. No, you're sitting. You're not going in the rest of the game. Yeah. We had the stuff with the with Domingo Herman go on for so long. We're laughing at teammates getting sent down to the minors, being drunk, getting thrown in saunas. Oh, like, that's well, but hold on. I, I, and, and one sec, buddy. Those are two very different examples. Turbulence off the field is one thing. And by the way, that's not Aaron Boone's, not necessarily his job. That's either, first of all, it's an individual's job to to attack it professionally. And it's the organization's job to make sure they give them the outlets to assist them attack it professionally. But, I mean, you want Aaron Boone to be an alcohol counselor? No, I'm, I'm not saying that. But, you know, he is the guy that steers the ship. And, That's and not you're fair. not going to hold nobody accountable for, for anything, which I feel like he don't. Okay. This is why it's been going the way it's been going the last two years. Sal brung up to, to a point. Yeah, Patchman gets us the players, but we haven't improved every single year. We're getting worse under the guy that steers the ship. Okay, but you, but the Yankees, sure, are, sure. yeah, but yeah, Anthony, the Yankees are getting worse because Aaron Boone does not have the requisite parts to win. I mean, nobody disputes that, right? Well, but you don't think that they Come tried on. to improve the Well, the, the Yankees roster? were supposed to win a World yeah. Series last year with Gallo and Hicks and Pereira and Cabrera and all these other three, four catchers. Give me a break. No first baseman Rizzo goes there. That team was supposed to win? Oh, going no into way. the year. I mean, going into the year. And it's not just that team. 2018, what happened? Joe, Joe, Joe Girardi took the Yankees to a world, to a Game 7 of the LCS in 2017. Boone took over a team that was on the precipice of a World Series and hasn't gotten them there. Won 100 games, won more games the year after that in 2018. In the postseason, the Yankees haven't cut through. It's simple as that. I mean, those are the facts. I'm not blaming Boone, but the reality is the Yankees have enough talent to where over the last five, six years, whatever it's been, they should have gotten to at least a World Series, and see, they have not. See, I separate, like, the regulars. Listen, I know it's the Yankees, and everybody's locked in on when is number 28. I, okay, understood. World Series. Yeah, I got it. But this is 
exactly what we talked about with, with football, and I brought it up earlier. Like, to me, to ignore the achievements, twice over 100 wins, 199 win season. All right, so the, the, the COVID year was a mess, and then obviously last year was very disappointing. Although, uh, you know, I, I really think that could have imploded to the point where the Yankees were a colossal embarrassment. So instead of the Yankees last year authoring their worst year in 30 years, which is literally true. I, I'm not trying to run from that. It could have been, no offense, Doink, a circus. Yeah, well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it could have been a complete circus, really, yeah. where it was a mess. And, yes, it was messy, but it wasn't a circus. It's still, there was. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Still a professional engagement by a roster that was a C-plus roster. You know, I'm not saying he's an old-timer. I respect Boone. I believe in Boone. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Knicks makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary! On the final play! Sports happens. Talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 1102 back on the Fan. BC and Sal. Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata. We are paying off the bet today. All right. So go check it out. Twitch.tv slash WFAM. Uh, our listeners are awesome. We were fed some erroneous information. Not surprising. But we were fed two levels of improper and incorrect information. First of all, and I asked a simple question. Did Doink and Goldust ever square up? Right. I don't know. I wasn't watching wrestling right. at that point. 
And and I appreciate the effort there, though. I'm not, yeah, I'm not killing you, but I guess he just did a very basic cursory Google search, you know, doink and gold dust. It comes and he's up like, in a video game. He's like, yeah. yeah, they fought. It was a gold. It was a, it was a, it was a video game. So okay. they, eh, strike one. And then we asked Coffee. He's like, no, they never fought. I have evidence to the contrary here. Uh, July 12, 2010, Raw. All right, this is a DM from one of our listeners here. Doink teamed up with William Regal. Okay. Primo. And Zack Ryder. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. How do we not know this here? You're not going to like the results there, Mr. Doink. You Doink. went down. Well, to lose to Santino Morella or Marea, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, Vladimir Kozlov, the great Kali, not to be confused with the great Kabuki from back in the day. And me, Goldust. Yeah. So we did beat you. Oh, yes, no wonder we why won. we lost. I mean, uh, Zach Ryder was on the team. <laughs> he pulled you down? Yeah, of <laughs> He could have used Dink. Where was Dink with the foreign object? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slipping you a wrench or something. So we, we, I guess they did fight. That was a raw fight. I mean, put quotes around the word. Fight, 2010 raw. I'll tell you one thing about social media. I really hope, I hope two things happen here. Really. I mean, if we're going, if we went this all in with the costumes, and we did, mm-hmm. and the makeup, which we did ourselves, Sal did his and I did mine, we need two things to happen. We need WWE to be tagged on everything and somehow pull us into this and us benefit. And, yeah, and no, seriously, benefit, no, no, seriously. Not. And Dustin Rhodes, who many people have tagged already with with my gold dust ensemble. Gold Dust has to do a little something for us here. You know, Doink had many uh, or multiple um, guys play him. I knew there were at least two. I didn't know there were more than that. Yeah, is that true? Yeah, I don't. I forget. I know Matt Bourne was one of them. Yep. And uh, I forget if the dude who plays Skinner is Matt Bourne or mm-hmm. the dude. Remember the dude who played Skinner in WWE? You remember? No, him? I don't remember him. I don't know. Anyway, there there are a few different guys who played. I mean, it's just a Doink costume. Like today, I'm I'm Doink. You know. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, let's see go. This guy. Yeah. It's all good. All right, so we're talking to little Aaron Boone. I trust him. I trust him, and and I believe in him. And I'm telling you, I have warned you guys, turbulence is coming, like every New York sports season brings, and you've got to understand that, at least me, I'm telling you now, and I, I rarely do this like two months out, certainly, you know, uh, even more in certain situations if it's the middle of the season. When turbulence strikes, I'm not going to abandon Boone because I think Boone is very good. And you're going to, some of you will feed into, uh, Brad Osmus, the bench coach. Ah, uh, Girardi's back. Maybe they bring him down from the yes booth. Ah, uh, Boone's contract is up. Maybe a fireman give the Yankees a kick in the ass. No, no, no. But the extra criticism and the extra scrutiny with Juan Soto's walk year and the Rodon stuff, if he doesn't pitch well and the ownership finally saying we weren't good enough last year, this might be. The craziest Yankee season in a while. And I'm rolling with Boone. I got his back. He's good. Yeah. He ain't I, the problem. If it goes sideways, somebody's going to have to pay, whether it's in season or at the end of the year. I'm not saying it's right, but I do think it's going to be Aaron Boone. Let's get Pat right here in Manhattan on uh, BT and Sal. What's going on, Pat? Hey, guys. Just a few points. Uh, Sal, this is primarily for you mm-hmm. since you're killing Boone. Uh, here's the deal. You talk about Buck being a real manager and Boone being a data applicator. Mm-hmm. Well, let's use last year as an example. Tommy Pham said the Mets were the least hardworking team he's, and he's been playing for 14 years, the least hardworking team he ever played on. And also, you have also indicated that the Mets had a toxic clubhouse. 
Now, I don't believe either of those accusations were made about last year's New York Yankees. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm still confused as to what your point is. Do you have a point? My point is you said you were still raving about Buck and you wanted him to come back, yet his team won, what, 77 so games? So are we just going based off of one huge, year? He was oh, at the helm of being the least hardworking team that Tommy and, Pham and guess what? Guess what? Him. Guess what? He got fired. But but you were still but, but, supporting but, 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 him. But, 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 what? What's your point? He got fired. My Do point you, is, I said my original day, comment. You're still calling Boone a data. He is. He is. Okay. That's the original and, comment. Right. Boone is a data applicator. Okay. By the way, okay. they try. May I name? They, they tried sorry. to turn Go. Buck into a data applicator. So the, today's okay. game is filled with data applicators. There are very few managers anymore, if at all. Very few of them. Okay. By the way, did you see one of the series? Another- An actual manager, Bruce Bochy. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, the point about teams, you're saying that the Yankees haven't gotten to the point where they were with Joe Girardi. Now, baseball, the randomness of baseball, uh-huh. the Braves had a great year last year. What happened to them in the postseason? You're going off the of Dodgers one year. had a great year last year. My point but being— This is not one is year for that- Aaron Boone. It's not one year. He's been here since 2018. You know it's 2024, like right? That- Take a look at Aaron Boone's record and tell me for the next five years, would you like the Mets to have the win totals it, that this Aaron has Boone nothing has had? To Pat, do Pat, with Pat, the Pat, 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 hold on, Pat. God. What are you bringing the Mets into this for? I mean, what, my why? goodness, it has nothing to why? do with the Mets. You know, hello, Sal, you still there? Yeah, yes. we're both here. Why are you bringing the Mets into it? You know what? Uh, uh, complete I mean, moron. You suck. Don't yeah, ever call. You're an idiot. Th- this is the... Get lost. Thank you. I mean, What I... an absolute jerk. See, here's the Pat, problem. Pat, yo, he's banned. Don't ever let him get... I'm, I'm done with that guy. No, no it, because he... The stupidity with this guy. Do you know why? Is, and I don't use those words that often. I don't call listeners stupid. Stupid. That guy is stupid. It, he just re, he redirects the conversation to a place that is... We're not even talking about. Stop wasting our time, Pat. You really are an idiot, dude. But do you know why he brought it back to the like Mets? He doesn't like you, I guess, whatever. No, yeah, the yeah Mets because he Who thinks, cares? He thinks my opinion oh, on Aaron Boone is based on the Mets. It is not. It I know it's it. not. And also, I've already said Boone is not the problem here. But you're going to deny that Boone is a data applicator? You and I could have this conversation we have for a while. By the way, like data applicator is just a fun term. It is disrespectful. But the reality is that's what me- that's what teams want. They hired data applicators. Buck Showalter is an old-school manager. He was with the Yankees in the early 90s. He built the Rangers up, the Diamondbacks. The Orioles had success under him. He's an old-school manager who the new generation of general managers in game tried to turn him into more of a data applicator. He said it about Brandon Nimmo. Yeah. Oh, well, they wouldn't let me put A couple triples the night before he can't play. Yeah, I remember. That was a good quote. That's applying data. You get it? Aaron Boone talks about lanes in the bullpen. He's not saying, oh, I'm sitting back. This guy, I got a feeling, could do good damage on this night against this person. He applies the data the front office gives him. Like, what's wrong with saying that? It has nothing to do with the Mets or even Buck Showalter, for that matter. I'm just referencing old, forget Buck, mm-hmm. reference actual managers. Bruce Bochy, Jim Leland, Dusty Baker. I mean, all, all of them that we grew up watching. Actual managers. That's it. Oh, Joe Torrey, too. Joe's interesting because Joe was, you know, he had no players with the Mets and his winning percentage was atrocious, really not his fault. Uh, he had some success with the Braves, I, I think in 83, if I'm right on the year. 
That's when Murphy was, you know, MVP. They were really, really good. They won 13 straight to start a season. They made the playoffs. And then, you know, obviously with St. Louis, eh, that he's in the booth and then he's here. Uh, and he's got stars and Joe Torrey's a Hall of Famer. It's funny, though, as much as, and I like Joe Girardi. I do. I've always liked Joe. But we do misremember a little bit what Joe was doing here. Joe's first year, they won 89 games when he came over from the Marlins, 06 with the Marlins, uh, takes over the Yankees, wins 89. All right, they were a team that was decaying. They had to reset things. And then, of course, in 2009, they spent $250 million, and they won 103 games. They won the World Series last time they won. But after that, after three good years in terms of win total, Joe Girardi, don't forget this, 85 wins, 84, 87 and 84. So we're going to criticize. Now, I know Joe's got the the World Series, so it's, it's a right. softer land. He's got the one. But he had four straight years, two of which were below 85 wins. Four in a row. I don't, in a row. I don't, Imagine if Boone ripped off four years, 85, 84, 87, 84. Let's just have the same energy. Right, but he hasn't been here long enough to do that. I understand that, but... And, you know. and, and who know, who's to say? We might. And by the way, I'm not calling for Boone's job. I, I think know you're not. both of them should have been fired. The, the 2021 season, to me, would have been the time to make a change. Here are the facts. Joe Girardi won a World Series. Joe Girardi took Boone's team before Boone got here, the year before, to Game 7 of the ALCS in 2017. They added John Carl Stanton in the offseason, and Boone, while he won more games, did not get as far as Joe Girardi took the Yankees to. Now, you want to say semantics, Game 6 of the ALCS, whatever. Okay, fine. Either way... Aaron Boone's Yankees, the New York Yankees, with their payroll, with all the superstars that they have, 100-win seasons that they have, multiple 100-win seasons, haven't gotten to a World Series. And yet, That's I'm, a fact. I'm, no, no, but that is definitely a fact. What I'm saying is, I don't want to say I'm okay with that because I would like to win again very soon, hopefully this year or whatever, but the, the failures to me, I'll put quotes around failures, certainly playoff failures, there's reasons for that. Some Yankee fans don't want to hear it. But the roster, this is why I've always, really before anybody, many of you were kissing Cashman's ass. And the drop, we don't really play it, but I've heard it on the morning show a million times. Brian Cashman has not earned the right. That was when me and TK, our first week on the air, that's a couple years ago now, I was saying that. I got news for you. I was saying that nationally as well. So to me, I, I recognize that you could only... You know, you could only react to what you have. I can't give you a change of a hundred dollar bill if I don't have a hundred dollar bill, or I don't have, if I don't have the proper change. I don't have a couple twenties, couple tens, few fives, few singles. I can't give you change. You know, I can't run if I don't have sneakers on. How is Boone supposed to win a World Series with what his general manager has given him? Legitimate question. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. How about Keith and Rocky Point? What's going on, Keith? BT and Sal, how are you? Hey, how you doing? I got a question. I, I, I'm listening to you, so I don't get to really see you. Okay. I think from the rest of the show to 2 o'clock, you guys have to address yourselves as Goldust and Doink. And and the, maybe the callers should try it, too. It's like BT yeah. and Sal. It's not BT and Sal. It's Goldust and Doink today. All right. Well, that, that's fine. Uh, that's, I, I wouldn't that, be opposed to that. The problem is, like, like the, the majority of people listening don't, in fact, care. Right, I mean, yeah, it's the visual. It's not really what we yeah, say. Exactly, it's a it's a visual. So if you if you care I, I, enough, well, it, it makes me it makes me smile when I heard you guys say the circus act. I'm sorry, Doink. Yeah. I mean that was that was pretty funny. And there I you visualized go. 
him dressed up as Doink. Well, there you so, go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Keith, you know what was even funnier? When you saw when I saw his face after I said it. Yeah, yeah oh, my. It's, listen. Yeah. Yeah, no, listen, I, I did it a few times. We came back to the music, the gold dust entry music, entrance music, and obviously the doink music. Yes, I mean, social media's a blaze. You'll find care. it. I, that, that, I don't that care. That doesn't it's bother me. The fact that I'm feeling, you know, not 100% bothers me more than anything else. It is what it is. Oh, yeah, like I've never heard that before. Oh, you're a clown. Oh, you're a clown. Okay, all right, you're really original. Haven't heard that before. It's really going to hurt me. Guess what? I'm not, in fact, a clown. I'm a talk show host on WFAN. That's the reality. And, I mean, it's, I can dress however I want. <laughs> yeah. The, the reality is what it is. So I, you, I, you can call us clowns uh-huh. all you want. This, this is the truth of the matter. I just, wait, wait, I just wish you didn't say what you just said. What? Because that's not going away. You just looked into the cameras and said, I'm not a clown. <laughs> I'm a talk show host on WFAN. <laughs> and I'm in 10 years, clown, people yeah. will see you dressed yeah. as a clown. Yeah, Hoff, you have something. B- BT, can you yes. do me a favor? Just look at the camera and repeat that line again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> repeat, the, repeat what you just said. About the I'm not a clown? No, okay. said that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, yes. spe- speaking of costumes, yeah. there's somebody... Uh, Pictures and catches today wearing a new uniform. Looks pretty good and, and with the Mets. Mr. Luis, Luis Severino. Oh, all right. Yep. Most people do look good when they show up for your uh, spring training. Let's yeah, see right. what the ERA looks like going right. into May. I hope he pitches well. And I actually think he's got a chance to. Listen, Severino. Even if he does, they're still an 85 win team. Yeah, I, you know, I don't. I don't. They just have their rotations really bad, at least on paper. I just don't believe in it at all, unfortunately, for Mets fans. But the. Um, you know, the, the the chances for Severino to bounce back, I, I don't rule it out because if it's mostly derived from him tipping pitches and not a diminishment of stuff, which is what a lot of people say, you learn how to cover the ball up. I mean, tipping a pitch is a real thing. Right. It's a real thing. They believe, you know what's coming. And, I'm going to hit it. And they believe that was the biggest factor. So if they're correct, then maybe he can be serviceable in their rotation. Mm-hmm. Man, it probably has to be more than serviceable for them to make the playoffs. Let's get Chris in New York City. Chris, BT, uh, pardon me. It is uh, Goldust and Doink here on the fan. What's going on, Chris? Uh, good afternoon, guys, man. Thank you. I look great. I respect you for holding up your bets, man. I just took a picture on Twitter. I'm um, Twitch, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, real quick, um, um, I uh, wanted to just uh, – I don't have an issue with Boone. Um, I think he's a good manager. Um, I'm, I'm going to hold off on the great till I get my World Series. But um, my, my only issue with Boone is that I think when the Yankees are trying to bring up young talent, I don't think he has the, or he's shown he hasn't shown me that he has the the manager skills to bring the young guys along, and that's what the Yankees have. You know, you know, we have our big stars. That's easy to manage a big star. He's mm-hmm. gonna do what he's gonna do. Yeah. But just with the youth, you know, you know, we, we need those one or two guys to do what they did in AAA, and I I feel like Boone needs to take some responsibility on bringing those guys along. Um, okay. I don't have an answer yep. exactly how, but. Yep. I think that's my only issue. He, the young, the young spots, those hitters that we need, those those young guys, mm-hmm. just can't bring them along. Chris, I got to tell uh, you, that's I, all I got. No, no, I I got you. Thanks for the call, there, Chris. Appreciate it, buddy. I think that that's actually an outstanding point. Uh, that's one thing that's frustrated not just Chris, not just me. I think all Yankee fans, the lack of really outside of Judge and Volpe from a power, speed, leather perspective, not batting average and on base perspective a year ago, and I think that we all strongly believe that's going to improve. Like these players come up. And they look absolutely lost. Doesn't matter who it is. They hit 190. They hit 212. No punch. But that's and, not on Boone. No, no. That's where I was right. going. To me, but I do understand why some people will correlate, you know, as the manager, like player development does matter. Like, think about this. If some of the young New York Knicks were not improving, I think we'd have a big issue with Tom Thibodeau, right? 
Uh, same with football players, etc. Now, the difference with baseball is that before they get to the manager, in this case Boone, they're at various levels and various stops and working with people other right. than Aaron right. Boone. So I, I agree. I just wanted to expand on that because I could see why people get frustrated, but it's not really it's not Boone's fault. Right. And, and I do think that's a Yankee organizational thing, and we'll see what happens now with this latest cast of prospects that everybody's talking about. Austin we talked about Wells. it yesterday. Yeah, whatever. Hyping yeah, these guys up. Yeah. Volpe taking a next step. Yes. Like, you can't be Volpe from last year. He's got to take a next step offensively here and be more of an impact player. The, the potential is there. Uh, I believe he's going to be, but he actually has to do it. Whether it's Dominguez doing it for, I don't know, more than seven games. I mean, that may be a thing. Well, Eventually, Spencer Jones. I mean, we got to see it with these that's Yankees. my boy here. Spence. Don't yeah, be slandering no, no, Spence. We got into that I yesterday. Yankees got Stud. about six Hall of Famers brewing as far as the prospects go, ready to make an impact at the big league level. Mm-hmm. Ready, ready to see it. What could go wrong? It's ah. true. I mean, what? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing doing. Yeah. Nothing could go wrong. Yeah, I go back. Take a deep <laughs> breath there. Uh, Get it, Goldust. Take a deep breath. Uh, God. <laughs> <clears throat> you are sleeping on Spencer Jones, and it's going to be fun to watch it unfold. Okay. You're sleeping on him. Have you seen video of the guy? No. Just don't need to. No, why? Because he's a Yankee. He's not a major leaguer yet. I got you. Wake me up when you get here, and then I'll watch it when you get here. Well, I mean, I saw a little video of Jed Williams in the cage yesterday to the point where they were pumping up how much weight he put on, like functional weight training. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm diving into those Met prospects, buddy. My theory goes the same to them. Yeah, uh, Acuna Jr., uh, Gilbert. Oh, Jet Williams. Yeah. Yeah, let's see it. Because you know what happens? Mm. I heard about Beatty. I heard about Vientos. And then I watch them, and you know what I see? Guys who can't cut it in the big leagues. Eight That's se- what I see. Oh, I'm sorry. They're yeah. doing gate 7 BT and Sal on the fan coming up this hour. We got three RQ, three random questions. The crowd coming up at noon. Yankee tickets in the 12 o'clock hour on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. And the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. On the fan, we'll County Crows. There you go. Call the number 10 right now, 866-540-WFAN. That's 866-540-9326. Your chance to see Santana with County Crows at Northwell Health at Jones Beach Theater. It's a good spot. Nice summer vibe. A couple of cold ones right by the beach. I love it. Uh, from our, I like both bands as well. From our friends over at Live Nation. Tickets go on sale this Friday, 10 a.m. at Live Nation. Dot com. Mr. Jones and me. All right, BT and Sal here. It's 1127 on the fan. 3RQ coming up next. We've got the uh, obviously the top story today. Hit you with the crown at noon. Yes. Some of you getting a pound of flesh today. We look like idiots. We leaned in heavy. Gold dust and doink at your surface. And uh, you don't really have to look hard or far or wide to see this. It is everywhere, as we knew that it mean? would be. Meaning, because we're not on TV yet. Right. So people are like, well, where can I see it? I don't know. Just open your phone and go on any app, and it might strike you. Yeah, but a lot of people don't go on social media, and a lot of people aren't on Twitch. So, you know what? Let's figure it out. Maybe we're lucky Today was the day I was like, yeah, it's a good thing we're not on TV. (laughs) Exactly. Let's get back to the calls here. A lot about Aaron Boone today, who's going to speak at one. Anthony's up in Westchester. Uh, What's going on, Ant? 
Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Good. What's up, Ann? How are you, buddy? Same old, same old. So, BT, I'm I'm in more agreement with you than I am Sal, so things are back to normal a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, the problem with the Yankees, it's, it's organizational top to bottom. And one of the callers, I think two ago, brought it up, and you guys touched on it with Severino, right, with possibly tipping pitches and hopefully he can get back to form. If that's something the Yankees missed with all the money that this team is worth, $6.3 billion, something like that, mm-hmm. it's not on boom. And I don't want to just make excuses for the guy because, look, it's the New York Yankees. We should have a better, bigger name manager, right, because of where we are. But it's an organizational thing. The other problem is when you talk about playoff losses and playoff failures, don't you need your biggest stars to come through in the playoffs? Yes, sir. I don't sir. want to call of the course. guy out because he's, car- because he's carried the team. Judge hasn't but done Aaron enough. Judge is, is, he's a two eleven postseason hitter. Yeah. You know, that's a problem. And is that on Boone? Do you really think that any manager you put in there, unless you bring Casey Stingle back from the grave, do you really think any manager is going to sit down with Aaron Judge in the middle of a seven-game series and say, I think you got a hitch in your in your swing, no. we should do it this way. No, and by the way, Casey Stengel's not doing that either. I mean, Casey's the man. Let's let's not give him too much credit there. No manager, I don't believe, is is capable of necessarily changing the overall dynamics of poor performance because of a lot. It's listen when when stars struggle in the playoffs. Barry Bonds went through this. Alex Rodriguez went through this. Aaron Judge is going through this now. It happens. I mean, what what oh, what is it? Um, right, but that's a big reason why the Yankees haven't gotten over the hump. No, no, you know, I, we talk I, about I Girardi and Boone. The Baby Bombers have been Aaron Judge's team since 2017. Every year since then, outside of maybe the last couple, I thought the Yankees were going to go to the World Series, especially initially after 2017. Mm-hmm. And I thought that because of Aaron Judge. And he has yeah, not. But baseball doesn't work that way. Uh, I understand you know it. it doesn't. No, no, I understand it. But he's the main reason why I thought that they would break through because I saw what he did in 2017 for that team. I mean, he the Yankees were supposed to be in a rebuild year, but because Aaron Judge burst onto the scene, yeah. he got them to Game Seven of the ALCS. So naturally, combined with the rest of the Yankees, you know, finances or resources or whatever, I'm thinking. They're going to break through and get to and win a World Series. At least one of these years, 2018, wrong. 2019, wrong. 2020, whatever the pandemic. 2021, wrong. 2022, wrong. 2023, wrong. Judge, at some point, has to get this team to, at the very least, BT, to a World Series. Listen, there's there's almost two different things there, okay? So, for him to go, even with all the amazing numbers, if he never gets the Yankees to a World Series... And really doesn't win one. He just he's not going to be able to be. He'll always be revered, but there will be a a a category for him that is below the other legends, like, like Mattingly. Very similar. No, I'm hitting hard. No, 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 no. no I'm hitting hard. Gold I know dust. you think that that one hurt there. Take that kick but, to the uh, gut. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, well, no, but I mean, great player. Uh, I'll also say this: if I want to use that parallel, because it's not a terrible one. You know, Mattingly, like Judge, didn't have a ton around them. Don Mat- now, I don't, I don't mean the years with Ricky. I would Ricky probably say Judge and, and, actually and, and, has more. Uh, well, it depends which version. Because when Mattingly, when Mattingly first came up, remember that's you know that's like the Nettles is are moving on. Reggie had already moved on. Judge Winfield got still Cole. there. Judge got the best pitcher in baseball. He's got the best pitcher in baseball. But Don Mattingly had Ricky Henderson for mm-hmm. three or four years as a leadoff guy. Yeah, Winfield, I know. Yeah, Dave Winfield. Winfield as well. You know the names. Uh, Willie Randolph mm-hmm. was a two hitter. They were very, very good. They had no pitching. Uh, I think when I look at Aaron, 
when I look at Aaron Judge's Yankee tenure, it's still unfulfilled. But to me, it's not his fault. And I know he's got to be better. Two, both things could be true. It's not his fault. And yes, he needs to perform better in October. Well, you know, that's just genuinely how I feel. Right. But the argument needs more help. The argument that I would have is what we, and we brought this up a week ago or a couple of weeks ago with Julius Randle. Or now pick a Nick. Once they get to the postseason, it's going to be okay. Well, great. You did well in the regular season. Now you have to do what you did in the regular season in the postseason. But Randall, a prime example, whether it's a few years back against Atlanta, whether it is last year, Randall has not been the same player in the regular season in the postseason. The same could be said for Aaron Judge. He has not been the same player that dominates the regular season, carries the Yankees in the regular season. He hasn't done it yet in the postseason. See, I look, I want to bring Jeter into this for a sec. I look at Jeter and we're sitting there having a bar, you know, at, at a bar talking baseball. And you say, all right, well, you know, who is Jeter's center fielder? It's Bernie, switch hitter, not a Hall of Famer, but borderline Hall of Famer, an amazing Yankee, Bernie. Uh, who, was, who was Derek's right fielder? Paul O'Neill. Won a batting title, clutch, power, awesome defender, you know, sneaky mm-hmm. runner, had 20 steals one year. He was an amazing Yankee, Paul O'Neill. Who was the first baseman? Oh, only the best power hitter on that team, basically, every time they won. That would be Tino Martinez. And I said, who was, the, who was the catcher? Well, that was a switch-hitting, borderline, borderline. Hall of Famer as well with Pop from behind the dish, Posada. You, you, if I ask you about Judge, hey, who was Aaron Judge's first baseman? You'd say, well, he had Greg Bird for a minute. He had uh, Luke Voigt for a minute. Mm-hmm. He had Rizzo. Oh, yeah, great. Who was the shortstop? Well, he had Didi for a second. Then he had Gleyber Torres playing out of position. Now he's got a kid who we all think is going to be great in Volpe. You know, by the way, you asked Jeter at the second second stage, was yeah, who was his third baseman? That would be Alex Rodriguez, one of the best players of all time. Who was playing third base during Aaron, Aaron Judge's tenure? Uh, you had a little Geo. You had a little a little uh, a DJ LeMayhew. You had a little Josh Donald. You know, you see what I'm saying? Who was the closer for I Jeter? Know, but, that was Mo. But, but, Who was the closer for the for the? Well, you had Chapman. For, I'm uh, not saying that's bad. Chapman a little bit here. Clay Holmes. Like the point is, Aaron Judge has not been given the tools to win a World Series. Bottom line, no, period. Yeah, but the reality is, Aaron Judge has not been the same player as he has been in the regular season, and the postseason. So I don't care what's around it's him. A small sample. Oh. Uh, dude, I don't get what's baseball. around him. Don't, He's been in the postseason. He hasn't been the same offensive player. Dove, get on baseballreference.com real quick there, sir. I need you to jump something up here. I know they're not very good, but I need the specific numbers. Sal, if I say to you, and I would I would do it myself, though, but I, I don't yeah. think I could put my glasses on because of the makeup. I, I, that I, you, you're see doing the, computer, the same thing, so we got to lean on Dove. All right, if I said to you, Dove, type in Willie Mace. Okay? Now, I know it's not good. It's I believe Willie's OPS in the playoffs not just with the Mets when he was old, right. Giants, w- was like 690, right around 700. It's Willie Mays, right. who some people think either Babe Ruth or Willie Mays, Hank Aaron a little bit as well, the three best players in the history of baseball. Willie Mays was not a solid postseason performer. Can you go down to the bottom of his baseball reference page? What right, was but, Willie Mays' postseason stats? What he, were they, He Dove? did win a World Series, though. I understand that. Dove, cool. What were they? Which one you want? Uh, the totality. What was his career um, postseason stats? Well, the OPS was six sixty eight. The OPS was six sixty eight. So I was right, sub seven hundred. I want people to hear that. Willie Mays, Willie Mays, not Willie Mays Hayes. Where you run like you, you may run like you know, like yeah, I can't mm-hmm. say you know, know that that Willie Mays Hayes. Willie Mays. Had a sub-700 OPS. Dove, do me one more favor, sir. I know it's a it's a small sample. Ted Williams, the greatest hitter, along with Tony Gwynn, pure hitter, to ever grace this planet. 
Ted Williams, all right, if you want to debate that, waste your time with somebody else because I ain't debating it here. Um, what was his career postseason? Again, smaller sample. I believe his batting average was 230. What did Ted Williams hit in the postseason? What was it? He only played one year. I know, I know, I know. What was his numbers? The OPS was 533. Oh, his OPS was 533. I say this not to denigrate Mays and Ted Williams, to let people know baseball is different. Right. LeBron James or Kareem doesn't go from 33 points a game during the regular season to 12 and a half points a game in the NBA Finals because he suddenly forgot how to play basketball. There's There might be a two or three point so drop So he can't off. get it done against a better pitching? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, number one, I need more evidence. He needs more around him. And yes, he's got to get it done eventually, no oh, doubt. I mean, that, that's but that's a big key. But you can't characterize him as a failure based on... What, 70 posts? I mean, it's just, I never it's said not he's right. a failure. I think Aaron Judge is a great player, one of the best players in the game. However, he has not taken his team to the World Series. And a big part of that is because his performance has dropped off, uh, dropped off significantly yep. from the regular season. I don't care what excuses or what references you want to throw out there. Those are the facts. Judge in the regular season has been different than Judge in the postseason. And I believe that that's a big difference in the Yankees getting to and winning a World Series or not. And by the way, what was it? Almost 800 judges OPS? 772. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a drop from his usual 1,000, clearly. But, no, Sal, I'm not giving him a lifetime pass. I mean, he got booed. I got it. He got booed by Yankee fans. Uh, does that make it right? Those no. people who booed, no, I thought were, that that was they look worse than you look yeah. today. Those are real clowns. I, I thought that was despicable. Come on, yeah. man. You booing Aaron Judge? Well, I'm just saying that clearly his performance... And he set a very, very, very high standard. Mm-hmm. But he's got to do it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. Then fine, have his teammates do it and carry him for but a But is change. it Boone's fault? Think about what we're saying. Is no. it Boone's fault that he's not doing it? No. There you go. And it is, you know, so there's there's context there. This is going to be a challenge here. I, I got to read this read without putting glasses Good on. Good luck. I'm not sure if I can do it. I'm going to have to pull Beningo, put it up by my face. You ever see Joe do his reads? You ever no. see Benigno? Oh, my God, it's hysterical. Dove, you know what I mean, right? When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Play fake. Jones rolls left. Rolls left. Wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. A good question. Three random questions. Let's find out. With Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata. One, <laughs> Three. On the fan. All right, BT, you ready to go here? Three random questions yep. on this Wednesday with Doink and Goldust. Uh, number one, do you celebrate Valentine's Day? Yeah, uh, not not crazy, though, man. Not not crazy. We're just so busy, and you wind up, truth of the matter is, we wind up spending so much money on so many different things. Like, when we were dating and we were engaged and, before, you know, before the kids, when the kids were little, yeah, of course. Now... We incorporate the kids. Mm-hmm. We make it a family thing, you know, and we, we really toned it down this year. So everybody in our home knows that it's Valentine's Day. It was, it was balloons this morning, you know, oh, okay. heart pancakes for the kids. But, like, we had an agreement, like, let's not go nuts on each did other you, this year. We're did, good. Did you get your wife a card? Not yet. Not no. Can I tell you the move? By, by the way, like Valentine's Day for us stopped. Now with my daughter, whatever. Once she gets a little bit older, fine. But like, come on. After a couple years of marriage, yeah, enough with the Valentine's Day mm. stuff. <laughs> However, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just not doing it. And my wife doesn't even care. So, yeah. but here. And by the way, Jen said, "Don't get a card." Yeah, she even she, did say go. that. But I, I can't not do that. So I have to do that. Listen to this brilliance. Okay. Last year, as a matter of fact, it might have been like three years ago. I bought multiple cards. Stick them in the drawer for yeah. a couple of years. Yeah, brilliant. I totally Love forgot it. that last time. I was like, 
Uh. Let me go to the drawer here and see. There's a Valentine's Day card. Oh. I'm set. I walk upstairs this morning or downstairs, whatever, with the card, and my wife looked like she saw a ghost because she knew, and I knew, she didn't get me anything. Oh. And I don't even care. Like, obviously, I'm like, don't even waste your time. But yeah, just but felt, you could use that as leverage. Oh, oh I got baby. you a card. You didn't get me anything. I'm telling eh, you. It's a good go, leverage point. Go suck it up once. Buy, like, five cards. And stash him, and you don't have to worry about it for five years down the road. Oh, that's a good move. That's a savvy move. That's a guy who's been married for a couple mm-hmm. of years now who's learning the the, the ropes here yeah. a little bit. It's a good veteran move right there. Listen, I did, for, and I finally learned my lesson. Like, my wife doesn't love flowers. She doesn't. She likes them. Right. She doesn't love them. She doesn't need them on Valentine's Day. So even though I've known that for a while, the last, you know, basically since we've been married, I still get her, like, really nice roses. Really? And they're not cheap, dude. No, it's, it's I don't a mean from the, you know, from the corner. Yeah, Definitely, yeah, I mean, yeah. I get uh, go to a florist and, you know, have an arrangement made, and I, I give one to my daughter as well. No. Yeah, okay, good. No, I use, gave use that the money better Ship a sale. All right, number two. Can you, oh, not can you, because I know you could. <clears throat> Would you pay for something with um, an exorbitant amount of change? Um, let me see. Uh, let me see. Let me see. I have a little experience that this is a million years ago. It was a different world. I remember before the Metro card cards came right. out, those swipers. Right? Yeah. My dad would have the tokens on top right. of the refrigerator. Tokens. Okay. So I had an arrangement at the Tiamo in the neighborhood. Like he would take the tokens and I would kind of use them as currency. Oh, So okay. I would buy some stuff with, with, the, with the tokens. Right. Like I actually did that. Uh, I haven't done it in a while. I I will I will do this. Like, say if I go to the so if, say if I gas up and I want to get like a bottle of water or a cup of coffee for the ride or whatever. I if it's five dollars and thirty six cents for some reason I always have change in my, in my mm-hmm. wallet. I got a Costanza wallet. It's massive. Right, right, right. I will I will dig out the coins. I'm a little neurotic with that. And if I could give you exact change, I will try my right. best to do that. Okay. Now Why? I respect that and I like that. Okay. So we have generally, you know, by by the way, you really pay for anything with cash now, any day. Yeah, a- that's anyway, true. So it must be building up for years. But we have like this coin jar, and I'm like, all right, you know, we're moving, trying to get things in order. Let me get rid of this. I go to the coin star. You know, the coin star machine. You dump. Oh, up. of course. Yeah, yeah, it gives you denominator. Yeah, yeah. I go to the local one. Sorry, this coin star is filled up, not working. Oh. All right. So now I'm aggravated. It's like the vending machines yeah. here. Nothing yeah. works. Now I go home and i'm like all right fine i'm gonna do it myself so i count it all out and i put it in bags or whatever for the most part like i counted exact how much quarters the rest i just separated and put in bags have no idea what it is how big is the jar by the way it was pretty significant like there was like a vacation jar that people would do over the years sixty dollars in quarters now dimes nickels pennies i didn't count up but there's still a lot there you're talking about over 100 bucks probably of of change so i go back to the store and coin store again, not working. Now I'm really ticked off. You got to go with Doink. They'll and be so I, oh, afraid yeah. they'll fix it for you. I go to the customer service, this is a stop and shop. I go, excuse me, can can you change, would you be willing to change these quarters out? Because he, I know there's a lot, but I have the exact amount. There were two bags, like little Ziploc bags mm-hmm. of $30 each of quarters. I got it. She goes, no, we don't do that. I go, but your coin star has been broken for weeks. She's like, no, we don't do that. I go, okay, so I could take these and go pay at the register? Like, yeah, sure. So oh, I did. Nice. I did. Just to complicate their world yeah, a little right, because they complicated yours. I don't care how big the line is behind me, so I go up to pay for the groceries. I head of the Super Bowl, yeah. and a kid, probably you know, 16-year-old kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, all right, here's 20 bucks in cash, and here's $60 in quarters. That is awesome. Did he count the $60 Hell in quarters? No. He looked at me like I was crazy because I'm not. 
I'm not counting. But he six took it. You he can't turn it. down any That's form right. of money. That's right. He took nice. it. Nice. Hopefully he took you it. stiffed him a few bucks, too. Teach yeah. him a lesson. And I didn't even <laughs> fix your machine. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. All right, last one. I mean, come I on, dude. Props to the young kid for, like, you know, what is he? You said he's 16. Yeah, he's probably whatever. so locked into his job. He's like, I'm not even doing that. I'm not I believe you, sir. Keep bro. it moving. Yeah, and it was legit. But I would have done the same thing if I was him. And I was him at one point. I'm not counting that up. But, like, my wife was embarrassed for weeks. She's like, I'm not taking that. I'm like, it's money. It's money. You can play on $60 right here. Yeah, my grandfather used yeah. to say in his raspy voice, you know what I used to get from Santa when I was a kid when he would see yeah. what we were getting? He said, I used to get a penny and a couple of rock candies. Yeah. All right. So, like, you know, pennies, uh, you know, listen, nickels, dimes, so good. They count. It I mean, counts. these new generations that disrespect money, get a grip. All right, last one for you. Yes. Do you congratulate someone on if their team wins the title? I don't give a rat's ass about anybody but my teams. Why would I care? <laughs> no. Like, let's no. say, hypothetically, Hoff, you know, whatever, the Mets won. Mets the would one, be different because a lot of my series. best friends are Mets. No, right, no fans. So, that so that, that, that's but more that personal. That's would different. You, all right, so whatever. But like when you, Seattle Seahawks won, was out. no. I, well, but if you knew a Seahawks fan. Yeah, I, well, okay, let me, you know what? Let me take back that first answer. So, guys at the station that I see all the time, Gallo's a Broncos fan. He's a great Broncos fan. Great example. Like if they won the Super Bowl. Or Maggie with the Bills. I don't know Maggie particularly well, but I know she's a bit, you know, I mean, Big I know her obviously yeah, say yeah. hi. I, I see her, but I, and, and okay, I like so her. Gallo, I just don't know her. You know. yeah. uh, I'm with Gallo every day. I would, I would absolutely dap him up. Nice job, dude. Congrats. Because he didn't see with the, the two were that way. He's younger than we are. Yeah. I would go out of my way to do that. If you're a college fan and I, you went to a school, that's different. Like a couple of my buddies who went to Nova, when Jay Wright won the two championships, yep, I let him know I'm happy for him. I'm jealous as a St. John's fan. Lost again, by the way, to Providence last night. Not good. Uh, I try to. I, I answered that too quickly, especially if it's a good person. I'll try to do the right thing. I know, but, like, what are we doing here? For example, if I were to congratulate you on the Jets winning the Super Bowl, you had nothing to do with it. Why am I congratulating you? Or Hoff or Gallo with his Broncos or me with my teams. Like, I didn't do anything. You know, just because you root for a team, do you deserve the congratulatory? I mean, it depends how good of a fan you are. Now, if the Jets would have won the Super Bowl this year and you didn't congratulate me, I would have felt very slighted because... The whole unkillable yeah. speech would have been the origin of the Super Bowl. That's where the dream was really was born. I, I, felt, I felt a part of it. Th- this is but, where it hit you know. me. So, you know Nikki Laterulo, right? I know you met her. Oh, yeah, from Nikki from SMY. So she's cool. a big Chiefs fan. Oh, I, yeah, I knew so that. So the other day, I, I went into work, and she was there, and I, and I was I knew she was going to be there. She was, like, watching me do BNNY, like, you know, shadowing so she could host it herself, which she did yesterday. Oh. Did a nice job. Anyway, so I knew I was going to see her the day after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and I was like, do I say congratulations? Yeah, stop being no, so no, miserable, I didn't. I didn't say it's not miserable. Like, what did she oh, do? She didn't do God. anything for it. So let me ask you this. The Mets finally crack through and win. You don't... Mets win the World Series. You don't, don't want me to congratulate you on the air? No, you could be like, oh, dude, that was awesome. And we talk about the game. I, no, I say that I was awesome. Congratulations. Oh, what? I didn't do anything. On riding the hellish ride the Mets have put you through. And here we are. You finally got your reward. Hey, Congrats. How about, how about, I'd be um, genuinely happy for yeah, you. Right. So how about this? I'm happy for you as a fan that you finally got to experience that. Yes, but the way that you generally express that happiness is by saying congratulations. Yeah, but congratulations makes it like. Like what? I was a uh, like special team gunner yeah, exactly. or something. Yeah, I, I got you. Right. When we won the Super Bowl. No, you well, didn't yeah, win the Super well. Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah, the we stuff gets a little bit off the rails. All right, right good that job on that, yeah. Appreciate it, buddy. 877-337-6666. Let's get back to you. Uh, Freddie's in Springfield, New Jersey. What's going on, Fred? Hey, how you doing, BT? Okay, Fred. Hey, What's bud. up, Freddie? Listen, 
Uh, I want to talk about uh, what you guys mentioned earlier um, about the uh, manager of a team, and some guy called up and was trying to compare the, the Mets manager to the Yankee manager. Yeah. Um, my personal opinion is, out of, out of the four major sports, um, the, the baseball manager is the, is the least important. Would you agree to that? Probably would. Huh. Yes, Good I would, question. actually. Mm, maybe the uh, NBA. Okay. I, I would say, say that's the only other one in consideration. NBA or well, baseball? Say, the reason why the reason why I'm glad that you guys agreed with that, uh, for the most part, is the fact that how do you go from clueless Joe to Hall of Fame Joe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, because you have I players. Mean, think about that for a minute. Players. I was the worst manager. The clueless Joe idiot yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. He comes to the Yankees and he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. What does that tell you? But don't you think it depends on who the manager is? Like the the equipment I will think be. The manager- well, put put somebody ahead, on the Rangers. If it's not Bruce Bochy, I don't think they're winning the World Series this year. He took a team that won what seventy okay, something games last year to the to win the World Series this year. That has something to do with the, with the manager. I think it depends on who it is. Well, all I'm all I'm saying is is that of course there's some managers that are better than others to yeah. make a, a critical move. There's no question about or make, that. Just make more of a difference, have more of an impact than others. Not even right. about but a specific you, move. But you take a guy like Joe Torre, and it's it's really beyond that. Because he had the same X's and O's, I'm sure, his whole his whole career as a manager. But he knew how to deal with the type of team that he has. So a personality could be more important than the X's and the O's. Yes, I do. Def, I def, Freddie, I think that's an outstanding point. You think about the monotonous nature of baseball. And I know many of you know this, but think about what a baseball player indoors is the wrong word because we all wish we were mm-hmm. good enough to be baseball players. But I do think we lose sight of the time and the investment and edge. So you play 100, even if you don't play 162 games, you are responsible to be there 162 times. That's a lot. You play every day pretty much. You travel across the country. Yeah, I know you're in four seasons. Great airport's fantastic. You know what time you get to the yard for a 705 first pitch? What? These guys get Three, there at 2.30. Yeah, okay. You're looking at scouting reports, right. the opposing pitcher. If you're a catcher, you're with the starting pitcher with the with the bullpen coach and the pitching coach watching how do we attack this guy and that guy. Infield, outfield, teamwork. I mean, it is an arduous labor. And it's amazing, but it's a lot of work. My point is, if you don't have the right guy kind of keeping things loose, knowing when to step on the gas and be a disciplinarian, that matters. That is a touch that... You can't quantify it, but when you have it, you know it. Quick answer. Yes. Do you, do you think Buck would have won a World Series had he not been fired with the Yankees? Yes, I do. I do. Me too. Absolutely. Maybe not as much success as Tori, and Tori deserves a ton of credit, but I think ultimately the talent would have prevailed anyway. Yep, I don't disagree with that. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal on the fan coming up. I'm going to hit you with the crown Yankee tickets next hour as well. On a special WWE themes, we pay off our bet, and boy, is it uh, it is a painful one, but it's actually been kind of fun with uh, Goldust and Doink. We have embraced it. We've leaned in. Hoff gave us no wiggle room. We basically look like uh, crazy people, but you guys are eating this up. And if you haven't seen it yet on social media, it's all over. Check it out, and I'm sure you'll parachute into the comments and... Say what you're going to say. All right, we'll get the update. We'll hit you with the crowd. Couple up next on The Fan. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Yeah, what's going on? All right, BT and Sal, Goldust and Doink. Here as we hit you with the crowd top story of the day. On the fan, get back to these calls as well in a minute. A lot on Boone, and that's what the top story is. So, 
The top story is, and, you know, it's it's going to develop as the year goes on. Boone speaking today at 1. Uh, and if he says anything interesting, which I'm sure he will, we'll play it back before we get out of here, too. And I'm sure Evan and Tiki will have uh, some of the stuff from Booney later on. But there is going to be, there already is, an inordinate amount of pressure on, on Boone. I mean, the Yankees, once the Yankees leaned into their pathetic season that they had a year ago and embraced it, and not that you could, you had to, you couldn't hide from it, but the fact that they did so publicly, it just set the the wheels in motion for an uber-intense dissection of everything they do this year. And then, and that's just the reality of it. Boone's contract's up. It's the New York Yankees. It's Juan Soto, possibly one year and gone if things don't go well. It's the prime of Garrett Cole, the best pitcher in baseball, and Aaron Judge, the best player in baseball, not being further wasted by a, by a half-assed, lackluster roster. It is Joe Girardi now being brought back into the mix, and I know he's on TV. Can always go from TV to the booth. Look at Boone. He did that. Uh, look next to him, Brad Ausmus, his bench coach, former manager. I support Boone, and I believe in Boone, and I don't care what happens this year. At the end of the year, that's different. I'm going to ride out every element of turbulence, every little bump in the road, which invariably comes the Yankees' way, and I will let Boone try to navigate it rather than making a change for Girardi or Ausmus or something else. Boone is my guy no matter what happens this year. Yeah, I would be stunned if anything other than Boone happens the rest of the year. I mean, Girardi is not – there's no way Cash won't hire Girardi again. Ausmus a little different story. I do think, though, while I would not, I do think the Yankees are going to make him the scapegoat eventually. I mean, things would have to go so poorly, and I don't anticipate that being the case with the Yankees. Things would have to go so poorly to make a change in season with the current regime who doesn't change anything ever, it seems. So at the end of the year, that's a different story. Yankees fall short of the postseason, and the Yankees get ousted again in the first round. I do think Hal's going to make a change, and I think the first to go would be Boone. It's not going to be Cashman. Now, you want to make the case against Aaron Boone, I think you could. He's been a a good leader for this team. I think he's a data applicator, which is why they like him. Talking about the lanes and the bowling and all this stuff with the relievers. He's mismanaged this team at times in the postseason, which I think has held them back from getting to a World Series. He's done a nice job overall. He's a good data applicator. His team, though, has not been to a World Series. They haven't even gotten as far as his predecessor, Joe Girardi, did with getting to a Game 7 of the ALCS in 2017. I think there are knocks on Boone. However, I do not believe that he would be atop my list of culprits as to why the Yankees haven't gotten over the hump. So question for you. When he says he's a good, a, a good data applicator, yeah. can you be a bad one? Because think about it. If you're just applying the data that you've been given, can you actually be a bad one? Yes. How? Not listening to authority. So you would be a belligerent no, data applicator. No, you try to be a manager. A cavalier. Like, I would bet, and I don't know this, I would bet that Buck at times was not the best data applicator. They He, was, he wanted to be a manager. And they tried to apply the data. They tried to work together mm-hmm. and give him the information and, like, maybe nudge him to use the information. I would bet he pushed back. On quite a bit, which is why I liked him. I want a real manager. I don't want the front office yeah. dictating things or calling the shots. I, and I'm, I'm just using Buck because he's an example here. There are others, you know, the more the old school guys that I would bet are reluctant to have that type of influence from the front office. Okay. Um, you just brought up Buck, so I do want to incorporate him for a moment here. What, as a Mets fan, 
What bothered you most about Buck last year? There's a boon point here. What What was the thing that jumped out to you? Well, you're saying the fact that they didn't. No, I'm, uh, asking, I'm not saying anything. I'm well, asking you. No, I'm talking about the clubhouse was an issue. Uh, you know, lack of responding to when Pete was getting drilled. All those things that we talked about. Okay. So to me, if I frame it, a lack of engagement, a lack of outward, like, yeah. in, like noticeable engagement. Is that a fair assessment? Of, My biggest knock was that he never showed what I believe to be his true feelings or his true colors. Yeah, last the year. Buck Show, correct. Yeah. The Buck Show Walter that we know, the Buck Show Walter that made him so successful yep, yep. was one that's going to get in somebody's ass when yes. they needed, one that's going to you know throw a fit with the umpires or, or whatever. And he seemed... Checked out? You know, not, not, Sedate? I, I don't, he seemed resigned to the fact that they just weren't good enough. Or, or almost, he seemed defeated. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, similar, but know. lack of engagement. Yeah, yeah, right. It's it, it, kind of it's a broad stroke, but mm-hmm. it's fair. Okay. The thing that that I know that Boone always does. I'm not saying that he's a better baseball manager than Buck. It's not even a Buck about Buck. I just wanted to create mm-hmm. a thread here. At least, and this matters to, to to Yankee fans. Now, you might say he does it too much, turn it into a lunatic on a ball and strike, coming flying out of the dugout. You know, we're bleeping savages. Which went viral, right. which we love. I love that about Boone. That's what I'm saying. At least you know. So he's been here, what, five years? He's won 100 games twice. He won 99 another time. He's got a half-assed roster that his gym has failed in delivering him a championship-worthy roster in everybody's opinion. But yet he still wins a lot of games. He prevented them, I think he, prevented them from complete implosion and embarrassment and disarray a year ago. And oh, yeah, by the way, you know he's fighting for you. Right. So I got his back. Yeah, I'm, if I'm, he was just sitting there chomping on gum, checked out, like I'd be like, get this guy out of here, man. Here, here's the way that I would say it: I don't think firing Boone is going to make a difference. Yeah, yeah, we agree with that. Now there might be somebody else out there who could be better than what Boone has done right here. I think he's been solid. I think he's fine. I like his personality. I like the stuff when he gets on, you know, gets on the umpires and protect his players. But he is a data applicator. I don't love the way he manages the team in the postseason in particular. And that's what we're judging the Yankees on. Last year, they didn't get to the postseason. We're judging the Yankees, judge everybody else, Boone, what they do in the postseason. At what point is this Yankee team going to get to a World Series? Forget about winning one. Just get there. And they haven't done it since 2009. It's a long time ago. So somebody's got to pay if they don't. I don't think it's right, but it's going to be Aaron Boone. Tommy and Beth Page with uh, Goldust and Doink on the fan. What's going on, Tom? Hey, not much, guys. Uh, before I get to my Yankee point, there's um great job on the costumes. I think you guys could easily do this every year now. There's hundreds of guys to pick from the WWE. So I, don't, I hate to like say that because I know you're having a rough day over there. But uh, this could be an every year thing very easily. You know, the fans I, I swear I was just thinking that, Tom. Initially, I was like, I'm never doing this again. But then I, I started thinking about it. You know what? It could make it fun if we have this be the, the risk of a perfect parlay. There's thousands of characters to choose from. Yep. And it's not always going to be you and I both losing. Correct. One of us will win one of these years, and then it'll be you and Hoff, or me and Hoff, or whatever. So I, I think I think it could be I'm something that, that could... Yeah. I like the... Uh, yep. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, but okay, so on to my Yankee point. So, all right, I hear what you guys are saying about Boone and Cashman, and I want to put things into perspective for you, because you guys are about my age. I'm 41. And in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, when I became a Mets fan, and... 
they had really good teams when they got Mike Piazza. 99, 2000, 2001, 98, they were good. You know, I was dying for a championship. To me, 1986 was, could have been 1920. Because to me, I, I, I was so far away from that year. So to put it into perspective, we're in 2024 now. 2024 is now further away from 2009 than 2000 was to 1986. Which is incredible. I was think, doing the math on that a, a couple very, weeks ago. That's interesting. It's insane when you put it that way, Tom. That is an interesting way to look at it. You know, I've done that not so much with sports, right? I'll say, all right, so the year that I was born mm-hmm. or, you know, like now or the time from when I graduated high school or college. Like, you think about this, the... Think about how different the time. So you were born in 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 seventy nine. Yes. Okay. Think about the world in nineteen seventy nine. The Pirates won the World Series, right? Um, a lot of disco. Although disco was starting to die out in the early eighties for sure. Donna Summer, the disco stuff. But Studio Fifty Four were still hopping. Um, certain drugs were very prevalent. Some great movies. TV was very different. Now, take that 79 version, all right, of what that was also the year of the hostages. There was a lot going on, obviously, in the world. There always is. Now, go back 20 years. Go back to 1959, right? And think about how different 1959 was from 1979. It's only 20 years, right? but it's two different worlds. Right. I mean, whether it's the TV shows we watched, I mean, you know, take, like, take, take good times. Good times was the first sitcom that had, like, an all-black family as the stars. You know, full family, mom, dad, that's why it's such an important show. And think about the programming in 1959. Good Times came out in the 70s. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, this thread of of difference, of, of, of how vast things change. The Yankees haven't won since 2009. Think about the time span now till then. It doesn't seem like it's that difference. Were you on social media in 2000? In two thousand nine, right. no, it, it is you a won't, big but not that much. It's right. A, it's a weird. Did you stream stuff? It, but it's a weird way to. Depending on how old you are, there's always a certain amount of time or years or a period of of you know whether you're seven to fifteen or fifteen to thirty. Like it's different for me. I look at nineteen eighty six as so long ago, and when I think of nineteen eighty six from two thousand to the caller's point, yeah. I feel like it's too tall. Totally different world. It is. Matter of fact, I feel like 1996, when the Yankees won, from 1986 feels foreign. Like 86 was another world. 96 feels like, in, that, in a lot true. of ways, yesterday that's, to me. That, that's interesting. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. But, but the reality is there's a 10-year difference. Yeah. And to his point, 10 years now, as you get older, doesn't feel like that much. Like 2014 might as well have been last year. Like it all jumbles together. 2014, 2024, what's the difference? But that doesn't mean it hasn't changed. It's no, just we absorb the change more freely because we're in the moment. It's right. it's, it's just different, but, but, but there's been a lot of change. But think about where you were at in life and where you felt the 1986 Mets versus the 1996 Yankees. I know what you mean. I, and, even, and then, I, I know what you mean. And then the 2009 Yankees, like, I, it doesn't feel that fu- Like I was looking up something yesterday. I was like, oh, when did this show start? We happened to come across uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? You familiar with that oh, show? Of course. So absolutely. we came across, sure. I was like, this show's still on? And then I was looking up when it I first came out. I a couple times. Me too. It was pretty good. And I was like, when did it first come out? 19- Drew Carey, those yeah, guys. Right. Very good. So I was like, 1998. Oh, it doesn't feel like that. And then I'm like, wait a second. 1998? Yeah. Dude, you're talking about 30 years almost. Oh, God. I mean, it's a Friends long, was on. It's a long time, but it feels more recent to me. Mm-hmm. Point is, I think. From 96 to 86 felt like forever. 
from 2009 to 2024 doesn't feel like that long, but it is a obviously a sig- more significant gap yeah. from when we've seen the Yankees in the World Series. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you a little bit of a different direction here just to amplify this, even though I agree with what you just said. 86 to now is what, basically 40 years, right? Basically? Right, right, for the right, Mets? right. Okay, right. so 86 to now is, we'll just use 40. I'm going to round off, obviously. Now go, that's going forward. Go from 86 backwards. Right. 86 to 1946. Feels, that's what I mean. World yeah. War II. <laughs> that's a great point. Think about right. that. Feels foreign. Yes. Like it didn't even really happen yeah. in my mind. That's crazy. Let's get Robert in Boston, Massachusetts with uh, BT and Sal on the fan. What's going on, Rob? How are you? Hi, guys. I'm calling from Boston, Massachusetts. Lifelong Yankee fan. Grew up in the North End. There was all, a lot of uh, Italian uh, Italian families. And uh, they all rooted for the Yankees. So, like, my grandfather, my uncle, I became a Yankee fan. That's right. Uh, you represent the North End. You tell them what's what. Attaboy. To get back to Aaron Boone, uh, to me, uh, here's what I was taught. As long as my team can get up in the ninth inning with the winning or tying run on base, the manager did his job for that game. Now, as far as Aaron Boone going back in the playoffs against Houston, he brought in Aralis Chapman. They paid him $105 million to be a closer. He gave up two or three walk-off home runs in those series. That's not Boone's fan. If any manager there would have would have took him in, just like uh, when Showalter in 1995 didn't take in Wetland, he was getting fired, didn't take in John Wetland to, to pitch against Seattle. He, he was getting fired after that series because mm-hmm. Steinbrenner just gave him two uh Three and a half million dollars to be a closer, you know, and 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 then, and, and then by and the way, the next year, John, John Wetland won the MVP in the '96 yeah. World Series, right? With the, with the yeah. four saves. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Rob. So, so the other thing is too, we talk about organizations, right? If you go back to 2017, the Yankees had Judge, Sanchez, Torres, Andujar coming Burn. up in 18. The Tances, right? Mm-hmm. All, 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 all these guys looking forward to a big long run. I told a friend of mine, we're set up good here for a while. And the only guy, that, the only two guys that are left that they have, and they had Severino. So the only two guys they left that, Judge and Torres. And Judge, so they hit on 25% of eight guys. They had green. They hit on 25% of eight guys, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and one of them is left. Torres is, is to me, is, is up and down. And mm-hmm. just, just, just here's, here's the last point I want to bring up. Houston, Baltimore, and Atlanta get great reviews of how great their organizations are. All three of those teams lost 100 games or close to 100 games, three, four, five, six years in a row. You're they right. all got number one picks. All yep. those years they got, they gave Houston two number one picks and two number two picks to switch leagues. They gave them 75 Yeah, but they've still been doing it. They've been doing it now for years. It's not just one tank or two tank jobs. What? It's not just one or two tank jobs for the Astros. Sal, 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 let me tell you something. You try to make trades for the Yankees. You you, you hate the Yankees, so you can't make a trade that's going to help the Yankees. You, Just like I can't make a trade well, that's going to help the Boston Red Sox up here. Wait, wait a second. You know what I'm trying to say? No, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, what are you, ta- wait, what are you talking about? Why don't the Mets about? get Matt Snell? Uh, How come the Mets don't get Matt Snell? They can have him for five years. Hold on a second. Matt Snell, yeah. the old jet. What are you I talking you, about? I'm confused as to what you're talking about. If I tell you that the Astros don't have the high draft picks because they haven't been tanking forever, that's not the reason for their success. Your response is something to do with the Yankee trade. What are you talking about? Of course. Look at all the guys they get as number one picks. That they had Correa, they got Bregman. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's How fine. The they've the lost those guys, and they've still continued to win and draft well. They've been in seven the straight ALCS. It's not about tanking. Pick, Sal. Sal, the Yankees didn't have number one picks. They had, they were picks. Aaron Judge was the dirtiest pick in the draft. Yep. 
What is your point? That year, you the year they got judged. Houston got two number ones and two number twos. Congratulations! That's what, two <laughs> years. Well, I still don't what? understand your point. Now, my point is this: I watch you on SNY. You hate the Yankees. You Robert, cannot make Robert, a trade Robert, that's going to help the Robert, Yankees. Robert, when was the last time the Yankees won a World Series? Two thousand nine. When was the last time they were in one? I don't, I don't even know. 2009? Right. Now, is that my fault? Yeah. Is that my fault? Well, wait a minute. Wait, is that my fault? No, you said I hate the Yankees. Let me ask you something, Robert. When was, when was the last? Robert, when was the last time? Robert, when was the last time the Mets were in the World Series? Why is King Kong Cohen not spending money this year? Oh, my God. Robert, Robert, here's the idea. Robert, send me your Venmo so I can pay for you to go buy a clue. Get lost. I, you know, I mean, how can you be so stupid? Oh my God, dude! I honestly, I can't take it anymore. I, I seriously, I can't take it anymore. Oh, I hate the Yankees. Yeah, I know. I grew up hating the Yankees. I got news for you. Breaking news. I can give a you-know-what less about what the New York Yankees do. I got real-life issues that I'm worried about. And you think I'm sitting here coming up with some opinions because I hate the Yankees. I don't. As a matter of fact, I want the Yankees to do well. Why do I want the Yankees to do well, BT? For the show. It's good for the show. It's good for business. That's what I care about. I stopped hating the Yankees in 2000. I don't care. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm an adult. Although I would think that you would hate them more after 2000. Holy cow. I don't care. (laughs) You know what to me is unbelievable? But I don't understand how this has happened. All right. It's a very interesting dynamic that has evolved over these six months now. Because what I say about the Mets, even though we have discussions and, you know, and and we're, I I believe we're both objective when we need to be, Mm -hmm. which is most of the time. We got to take our little shots, but we're going to call it the way we, the way it is fairly. And be transparent. I, I have my little fun with the Mets, and you know, you talk about the Yanks a little right. bit. But every time, nobody calls us up and says that I hate the Mets. They always call us up and say that you hate the Yankees. I and think Mets fans think you hate the Mets. You a little bit here. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I don't. I I don't think you give off that vibe. I do think that you incorporate. If we're talking Mets, you you know, the Yankees prospects were two thousand nine. Right. Like you do bring those things in, maybe more than I do with the Mets. But I don't think that you hate the Yankees. I think that we're kind of similar in what we espouse about the other team. But yet you get all the you get all the heat. I, I maybe they can't handle the truth. Maybe they don't. I, I don't know what it is. Like I. I I don't even care anymore at this point. Seriously, like it's it's so stupid. If you think that my opinion is based on that, you you couldn't be more clueless. It really is absurd. Oh yeah, I hate the Yankees. Oh, you hate the Yankees. So Mets fans think I hate the Mets. Yankee fans think I hate the Yankees. Jet fans think I hate the Jets. Giant fans think I hate the Giants. The reality is, and we went over this last week. Yeah. Nick fans think I hate the Knicks because I said they can't win a championship. The reality is New Yorkers have gone soft. It's despicable you become. I'm a New York sports fan, and I'm tough. I have the highest of expectations here. You guys are soft. You can't handle the truth. The truth is the teams around here stink. They're not good enough. The Jets and Giants have sucked for far too long. The Mets haven't sniffed a World Series win since 1986. Yankees haven't been to a World Series since 2009. Knicks haven't been good since the late 90s. And you can't handle the truth. But I'm the problem. I'm like, I criticize the Mets more than anybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Mets fan. So how could it be that I hate the Yankees? 
I'm just confused. As, as, and make a point, by the way. You could disagree with my Yankee take, which I don't even know you dis- what you're disagreeing with. What, what is he talking about? <laughs> Matt uh, Snell. Are you, are you Matt Snell, the old yeah, jet? Yeah, right. Uh, he meant Blake. Uh, are you a little thirsty? Because I have a little... Well, haterade for you. What? Well, haterade. Me, I'm hating. Who am I hating on now? Everybody thinks you're the hater. Oh yeah, you are the. They people think you're a hater because I call it how it is. I mean, so do I. I, but I don't I, understand it. I don't know. I, do I think, don't know what it is. But I also think Mets fans think you hate the Mets. And I don't but think that's But they don't call the up and say that, which is my point. They always do it to you. I wish Mets fans would do it once more. They don't do it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just watched that entire rant, not looking mm-hmm. at you. Right. Through your clown doink reflection. Oh, God. I don't want to even post any of this stuff. I've had enough. I'm not looking at the comment. I don't even the want to glass see it anymore. That separates us from the control room and it was it was absolutely priceless. I have had a short fuse this week and today is the boiling point. Like mm-hmm. but I but also like I just want to have a sports conversation. I love when people disagree. We shouldn't always agree. No, it's, that would be so boring. I wouldn't want to do a show if we yeah, did. It's that opinion. Like it's opinion on yeah. things. But the idea that A, a caller would call up and bring in the Mets to a conversation where we're talking about the Yankees. Yankees just because he thinks I'm a Met fan is asinine. And then the other idea be that, oh, I hate the Yankees. So what? What I don't even know what his call was about. <laughs> and yet he wrote me into saying anything. All I'm saying is the Astros have not just gotten successful off of having top picks. What he said was true. The Yankees, because they've been so good for 30 years consistently, mm-hmm. have never had a top pick. However, I mean, it didn't prevent them from winning, you know, when they've won before. In 2009, nobody's saying, oh, the Yankees haven't had a top pick. How are they going to win a World Series? But if they didn't spend that money, they wouldn't have won. All right, but also they have spent money and haven't won. The Mets have spent money and haven't won. Yep. And the Astros have also had a turnover to where they've been in the ALCS the last seven years in a row. So that's not just about the top picks. Oh, no, I'm had. with I you mean, on that. No, and they've they're just a better guys. organization than both, than, than both the Yanks and the Mets at this point. The, the Astros, Astros are a better run franchise. The period. Astros have lost Springer, they've lost Correa, they've yeah. lost Garrett Cole, and they still dominate. Yeah, no, they do. I mean, Tucker's a beast. Alvarez is a beast. They lost Garrett Cole. Did you say Garrett Cole? Yeah, you even mentioned did. Garrett yeah, Cole, three. did you say him? Springer. That's Garrett Cole on Correa the Astros. I, I, and look at them. They're yeah. still really good. 877-337-6666. BT and Sound on the fan. All right, coming up, we've got Yankee tickets for you and give you a chance to win those. We're inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Our friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire, nobody. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Call the number 10, Yankee tickets, 866-540-WFAN is the number. That's your chance to win a couple of tickets to a Yankees home game. As Aaron Boone will speak in about 30 minutes, get those bombers ready for the year. Mr. Soto and Judge going back-to-back. Yeah, the belly to belly. Uh, also qualify for your chance to win the grand prize trip. Yankee Spring Training in Florida. Round trip, airfare, hotel, tickets to a game, VIP dinner. That is a sweet setup. Gotta love it. Courtesy of Wendy's, the official hamburger of the New York Yankees. All right, BT and Sal. Brandon, Tierney, Sal, the Cotter Show. Gold Dust and Doink here as well. 
1231 on the fan is uh, is the time. 877-337-6666. Yes, Sal. You know what I mean, could, doink. You know what we could do is, because wow. uh, the caller brought up a good point, like we should make this our yearly yearly thing for the mm-hmm. perfect parlay pick segment. Okay. Winner gets to pick what the other two dress like uh, between the three of us with Hoff and, and us two. And then the winner should also get like a WWE-style Championship belt, perfect parlay champion. I like it. And yeah, you got to have some hardware. I like that. Right? So uh, Hoff, I like we it. We should, next year, we should get the belt. Hoff would have a belt, uh, you know, this year had we thought about that. but Keep it in the office, yeah. add a little uh, swag. Yeah. Right. I think, Put something on the line. I think they should send it to us. I'm serious. I yeah. think the WWE should send they us should something. Send it to us. They should. Oh, man. What is? No, I mean, yeah, that'd be great, but whatever. I think Dustin Rhodes is going to pop into my mentions here at some point. A lot of people keep tagging him. Mm. I think I did him proud. I saw Evan tweet uh, Dustin Rhodes. Oh, Evan he mentioned did? him too. Yeah, I don't know if that's one of the wrestlers uh, that uh, that has blocked Evan. Remember, there was a whole no. thing with, with Zack Ryder blocked. I don't remember blocked that. Evan. Why? So he threatened. To, I think Zack Ryder wanted to come in here and beat the snot out of Evan uh, and Craig, if I'm not mistaken. What did he do? Uh, long story. We don't need to get into that. Really? Evan, I think criticized them and. Yeah. Was this with Craig or with Teague? This was a Craig. No, Craig. <laughs> Carton pulled them into <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> no, no, Ev did it on his own. Actually, oh. it was in a show where I filled in for Evan. And we were talking about him. And then Craig came back and oh, Craig. Oh, this is the wrestler Craig mm-hmm. had the problem with. Yeah. I, I do remember with vaguely. Evan. I forgot that he was, I was even a part of that show, but I was. Evan and I were talking about it. Yeah. And, yeah, it was uh, it got pretty ugly there. Got off the rails. Carton yeah. was going hard at him. Yeah. Hey, some of those tweets were crazy. Yeah. I do. See, I remember more with Craig than Evan. Right. Okay. Well, Craig came back and just took over. <laughs> He did, he did. All right, so uh, we'll get back to these baseball calls. Boone's going to speak in about 30 minutes. I'm sure Evan Otiki will play some of the stuff. You think he's going to say anything interesting, well. Tal? I think he's going to say anything. It's not about, you know, shocking the world, but yeah. I, you know, I do want to hear Soto's there. Like, I want to hear, you know, what do you expect year two from Volpe? What I'll, do you expect yeah. from Rodon? I'll save, you the, Yankee? I'll save you the suspense. Oh, MVP year for Soto. What do you expect with the Volpe? Oh, he's going to win a gold glove. I think he's going to be 30-30 this year. Oh, what do you think of Stan? He's in great shape. I think Stan's going to be the guy to watch for a big bounce back here. Anybody else? Give me somebody. I'll answer for LeMayu's going to be healthy. He's going to be a great guy at top of the order. I think you're going to see vintage 2019 mm-hmm. DJ LeMahieu. Rodon, he's going to bounce back. He's in great shape. He looks the part, man. He's saying the right things. He's accountable. He's going to be great. Everything's going to be great. What do you think Boone's going to say? I didn't give me enough. I'm worried about the thin rotation. I don't know about the bullpen. I'm worried about guys staying healthy. I mean, come on. We and already you know what con- he's going to say. And you continue to wonder why Yankee fans don't like you. Oh, what did I say right there? That's a problem. It's well, th- the truth. Think about how derisively you, th- you think that Boone, like you take everything that he's going to say today and he's going to create a, you know, utopia-like best-case scenario. I, I, I know guarantee- he does that with certain things. But- I guarantee he does that. As a matter of fact, I'd love to now hear it at 1 o'clock. Not that we're going to do it live, but yeah. compare it after the fact, and we can do it tomorrow. Compared to what I just said now versus what he actually says later, I bet you it's going to be very close, if not exact. Who's your least favorite? all-time Mets manager, since we're talking a lot of managers here today. If you ask me who's my least favorite Knicks head coach, I would immediately have an answer. Do you know who? Fisdale? Don Nelson. Yeah, that was an interesting one. I hated. But why did you hate Nelly? Because Don Nelson was Ben Starks. Okay, so Starks. Well, he just, and he also just didn't follow what Riley... He tried, he tried to do his new thing. like He was actually ahead of the curve. Yeah. Don Nelson, I understand. Okay. But he didn't fit with those 90s nicks. He didn't. He, but he was trying to get him away from that bully ball, which probably had already hit its, its, it, you know, its zenith here. What what Nelly was trying to do, and I don't think he was crazy for doing it, he was trying to run the, the offense through Anthony Mason, and he was trying to relegate Ewing to a lesser role. Obviously, he's still going to start and, and be a borderline all-star. 
uh, if not still an all-star, but he just had to take away some of the power from the big fella because Pat wasn't quite the same guy. He was actually very forward-thinking, and then it kind of became the modern NBA where you had point forwards and that kind of stuff. So it's a good answer, but Nelson gets – and by the way, he won. He had a pretty good record when he was fired. So probably, Don Nelson's your least probably, favorite Nick coach. Probably Torberg. And I don't Jeff remember, Torberg? Yeah. Tor- Torborg? Yeah. Okay. Tor- Tor- whatever. Uh, Do you remember Dallas Green or were you too young I, for that? He was the first one. Um, I mean, obviously, Davey. He was the first one that I remember, you know, because it started to get older at that point to get back into the Mets and start going to the games and yeah. things like that. So I, I do remember Dallas Green. Of course, Yankees I remember the Yankees as well. Yeah, yes. Dallas Green, too. Um, he, Bobby was a, v. he was a hard ass. Dallas, I, he was old school. I didn't like when they got rid of Dallas Green. Mm-hmm. And, Two years, I then, think he managed you But guys. then they hired Bobby V. So then, and then obviously, became good. Uh, Davey, my favorite. But yeah, probably Torberg. I would say, I mean, Art Howe. I didn't hate him, but uh, Art like, Howe was a joke. I dude. hated the hire. He didn't fit in New York at all. That was the pro- Art Howe was Willie, not a New York guy. Willie bothered me. Why? Because um, he was a Yankee. Correct. Oh, here we go. And, More Yankee hate. Yes. Well, then I did hate the Yankees. That, that <laughs> but, would be. Accurate. By the way, the way they fired Willie was one of the dirtiest things that ever happened in the city. But I didn't love Willie not not just because of that, because of I always felt it was stupid to have Jose Reyes, who could steal seventy bases have Paul LaDuca bunt behind him to get Reyes to second base. Like, the whole point is that you have Reyes who could steal bases, let him steal, mm-hmm. and then LaDuca drive him in. Don't bunt him over. It would, it would drive me up. Oh, I, I, I might be kind of mixing ears here. Was it Willie who moved Reyes to second to, for Kaz Matsui? Uh, well, that was the Mets as an organization. I know, I, I know but was, was Willie there for that? Uh, I don't believe so. So it wasn't well, I could Willie. Be, I could be I wrong. It, was, it may have been Art Howe. Uh, was, it, was it right after that? Mm. I remember Matsui went yard his first game out yeah, in Actually, Atlanta. it might have been. It might have been Willie. I, I, I feel like it was. Either way. All right. All right. So listen. What was the point of asking me the Mets my least favorite manager? Because I wanted, I was going to eventually hope that you were going to ask me my least favorite Yankee manager. Oh, I forget that you do this all the time. Who is? There's a method here, but you didn't ask me the question. I just thought about this, BT. I guess I have to have a conversation with myself Uh, and ask myself. Or just answer it. I I just thought about this, BT. Who was your, it was a great question you asked, Mm -hmm. so let me volley it back to you. Who was your least favorite Yankee manager of all time? That's very thoughtful. I appreciate that, Sal. My least favorite Yankee (laughs) manager. You know, my least favorite, I, it's, doesn't it have to represent the lowest point? I mean, how is it not Stump Merrill? The Yankees Stump. were train reds. That was a poor Stump's fault. Uh, Bucky Dent, uh, but I like Bucky, but Bucky was not good. Stump was my favorite Yankee manager. Yeah, of course. We were we were terrible. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Joe, Buck was Buck was really, really good. Tory's Tory. You know, Girardi won us a championship, and I'm a Boone fan, so... You know, I was a little bit too young for Billy. I start, I remember it, but I wasn't watching his press conferences or, you know, Billy. I'm sure I would have loved Billy, but been frustrated by Billy. I'd say Stump Merrill. Thanks for asking, Sam. I remember that one. Appreciate by the way, that. Kaz Matsui was uh, Art Howe. It was Art yeah. Howe. Art Howe was just a mess. I he mean, at the beginning, no I guess, when they moved to... him. Yeah, hey, that was, was a bad hire. Didn't ride. fit in New York. Good Ugh. baseball man. Yeah, not a good very New good York baseball. Guy. Astro. Hey, maybe that comes up in yeah. the... Uh, Game number six is BT uh, goes for the old closeout tomorrow. Three the BT Cell World Series baseball card version. We should have done that today, dressed in the costume. Yeah, game six, baseball card World Series. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward gotta, to the parade. I got to save all for elimination. You're done. Mm-hmm. It's over. We'll see. It's over. Back on my turf. We'll undefeated. see. 86 or 87 are the two years left. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, that's fine. I'm ready for you. You already think I know. You know which way I'm going to go. I, right? know, I know you're going 86. I you think know. so? Yeah, 100%. Why? The you smart go, play. Well, the, think about this. The smart play, now the next two, was 2-3-2 two, two format. Right. So I swept the first two. Then we went three to your crib. You won the first two there. I bounced back in game five, take a 3-2 lead. The smart play, the strategical play on my end might be, 
to save 86. Save the final. In case there's a, keep my aces, you know, a little or, extra Or go fresh. for the kill, prevent a game seven where anything could happen. You I do mean, that you, get too. A, you get a bad pack, you're screwed. Remember, if you guys would have faced Mike Scott in game seven, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't yeah. have won. Don't be scuffing the cards. 877 337 BT and Sound on the fan. It is uh, a little late. We'll get a quick break. We got you till two. Boney's getting ready to talk at one. And we'll react to that back to these Mets and Yanks calls next on The Fan. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, BT and Sal back on the fan 1245 here. We'll get back to these calls, 877-337-6666. So my buddy just sends me this. It's one of these, you know, these memes, right? He's got a picture of Aaron Rodgers, Valentine's mm-hmm. Day theme, in a Jets jersey, and it says to blank, from blank, and Rodgers smiling, and it says above it, I promise I'll last more than a few minutes this time. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. That was one thing that I found somewhat humorous if it wasn't so sad. The other thing that was just sad, now we've all been here with the Walk of Shame. Are you familiar with the Walk of Shame? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, the uh, the Walk of Shame just happened to me. I've been holding, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh. I've, had a, I've had a go. You know, I've pounded two waters. I've had a coffee. And I'm zipped up like a sausage in this skin-tight bodysuit. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about the, I don't want to be too graphic, but the thing about the bodysuit is that, I mean, it's li- it's fr- yeah, you see, it, I know. it's tight. Yeah. And it goes from, it's like a Why mock- do you take the shirt off and show everybody how tight it is? Maybe fact. I will. Maybe I will. Okay. But the, the right. zipper goes like, like right below the unit. Like There's not a lot of wiggle right room. around there, yeah. And it's kind of split it. <laughs> too, a little too close to comfort, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, To the point where it's been kind of creeping up to the belly button, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I got to go. I can't hold it. I got to go. So I go. Yeah, see a few salespeople. Yeah, all right, yeah, 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 great, fantastic. Keep walking. Go to the bed. Take the shirt off. Unzip. You know, right. do what I have to do. Because I'm wearing this bodysuit, I don't have my wallet in my pocket. Oh, you can't get back in. So I couldn't get back in. <laughs> so I'm exposed now to an additional 15 to 20 people coming up to me from the Valentine Valentine's Day party, about 100 feet away, like away from me that I was kind of ducking through to avoid. Right. But now I can't avoid it because I need somebody to let me in. And it was just, it yeah. was, it was rough. I'm all glad we could entertain rough. everybody around here today with uh, with our costumes instead of just our, our words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, let's get back to you guys. Phil's in Howell, New Jersey with BT and Sal. What's going on, Phil? Hey, how you doing, BT? Hey, uh, listen, I, I got to like bash you a little bit, okay? Me? I listen to you guys like almost every day, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm a diehard Met fan. All right. God bless and you. Every Phil. time you talk, but every time you talk about the Mets, mm-hmm. you're bashing like, you know, uh, you're bashing like almost everybody. Nemo, Lindor. Like, uh, yeah, Lindor, okay. uh, you know, mm-hmm. Alonzo McNeil or whatnot. Okay. Okay. But I just want, I, I just want to tell you one thing. Okay. Like a guy like Nemo, you know, you say like, oh, well, you know, what's a, you know, he wants the first base big deal. You know who else did that? Who? Pete Rose did that every uh, time. Is, is Nimmo as good as Pete Rose? Pete Rose has the most hits in the history of baseball. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I, I, I'm I, just I, no, I know. I, 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 okay. okay, go ahead. Keep going. You got a few gripes. Let's okay, hear them. Go okay. Okay, but I'm, what I'm saying is that the four guys that you bashed, okay, and that I just mentioned, okay? Okay. Now, you, I, all I want you to say is, like, I'm a med hate because it, it just comes out that way. It's like that. 
you you just don't like the Mets, and it's okay. I'm a Mets fan. I don't like the Yankees. Okay. But I will tell you this. But I will tell you this. The four guys that you mentioned, with the exception of Aaron Judge, and you can't put Soto in the equation because he hasn't played for the Yankees yet, all right, mm-hmm. is better than any Yankee in that lineup except the Judge. You give me one play that's better than those four guys Phil. with the exception of Judge. You know, listen, Phil, I love you spunk. I really do. Oh, I love you go. spunk, Phil. Here we go. <laughs> no, I love your spirit. I do. I appreciate the fact that you love your team. You're disillusioned, man, and and I and I don't I don't blame you. That, that's what happens when you haven't won since Run DMC was spitting out hits. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. I so, think that. Know, you, you know, you kind of, I, you know, I'm like I'm, I'm for real though. I mean, like I'm a Giants fan. You're a Jet Jet fan. Yeah. I tell you, right on the radio, Ooh. we. Let's not get personal now, I'll Phil. I'll tell you on the radio, uh, BC. I'll tell you right on the radio. Yeah. My team stinks. Yeah. Top to bottom. No, okay? no I, I hear you. I mean, no, I know. I watched them awful. last year. They they were pretty bad. I I agree with you. So I'm not. So and, so and we, we need to reassert ourselves from top to bottom. I'm uh, talking I from scouting to coaching. I don't think, and thank you for the call, Phil. We appreciate checking in. That's a good Mets fan right there. I mean that, Phil. Thanks for the call, buddy. I don't think your opinion on the Mets is skewed by the fact that you are not a Mets fan or that you hate the Mets. Mm -hmm. However, I have noticed, as we got into it yesterday, it does seem, and, and look, there is some merit to certain things. Like, nobody's going to dispute that the Yankees should have a much better team than the Mets this year. Like, those are just the facts going in. Now, who knows how it's going to play out, but odds are the Yankees are a team that could go out there and compete legitimately to win a World Series. The Mets cannot. Like, if everything goes poorly for the Yankees, they're still going to be a 88-89-90 win team and get in. If everything goes well, maybe they could be a 95, even higher. Maybe they could be a 100-win team yep. where the Mets cannot. Their window is max 85 right now okay. to a low of like 75. Well, then what's the problem? Like That's that. what I've been saying. No, but when you disparage Lindor or Nimmo. Define disparage. Contextual. You, made, you made fun of Nimmo yesterday okay. because he well, you hustles said, But you said base. disparage Lindor. Well, I would did. say that I, oh, no, no, I have given you the truth and very blunt assessment of what he's been as a Met versus a Guardian. Right, but he's still a great player. He's and not a great player, he's a good player. He's arguably the best shortstop in the game. He's not a great player, he's good. Minimum, he's, not he's great. He's top good. three. Okay, so you're, so, he's good. May, so maybe the one, issue, the one issue that I have with you, and that's like a fair criticism. Mm-hmm. You look at the numbers. Like, it's not even your opinion yeah. or my opinion. Look at the numbers. He has not been as good as he was with Cleveland, okay? Statistically speaking. Yeah. However, you then in the same breath talk about how Rodon is going to have a bounce back year. You talk about Spencer Jones as if he's Mickey Mantle. No, no. I just say he's the number one prospect. The the Martian, Austin Wells, Volpe, all these guys who haven't accomplished squats Mm -hmm. yet. You're saying that they're going to be great, which, by the way, they can. Like, nobody knows. That's the beauty of what we're doing. Yeah. But I do sense an overvaluing of either the Yankees in this particular case or maybe the Jets in a, in football case, an overvaluing of the teams that you grew up rooting for versus mm-hmm. just looking at the other ones maybe a little more level-headed well, or realistic. I, I mean, listen, so he calls about the Mets, right? And now the Nimbo stuff, I, have, I actually addressed that earlier, so I'm mm-hmm. going to get back into it. But the, I would say since you and I started for sure and definitely going back to me and Teak, the four things most to play, Buck, Pete, Lindor, Nimmo, and and even Cohen and Epler, but mm-hmm. Epler, ancillary piece. Cohen, obviously the big one. Buck, he was asleep at the wheel last year. I said it all season. The Mets had zero backbone. They were soft and they were wimps when their best player kept getting drilled. Buck was the manager. Met fans didn't like me saying it, but I was right. Fired. 
I like Buck, but he should have been fired. Pete, Met fans don't like me saying that he's not worth the exorbitant money he's going to probably get. Now, doesn't mean he's not going to get it here. He's going to get it somewhere. It's my opinion, and I think I know a decent amount about baseball, that you do not build around a guy who can't run, who is an average fielder, who strikes out a ton, who's now showing visible trends of becoming a low-average hitter at a position that has been marginalized now for the last 10, 12 years. That's not a smart baseball decision. Right, but Met, those Met, are fair. Like, well, but, Met, but, but Met fans don't like hearing that. Right, well, okay. The Lindor stuff. Well, why are you on Lindor? He's a, you even do. He's a, he's a great player. No, he's not a great player. Well, he is. No, he's, he's not. Great, he's not, he's not, a not great. Lindor's he, a great player. He's good. Great players make all-star games. He should have been an all-star two years in a row. He but he enough. wasn't because fault. it was... It, he, yeah, it's I, bull I hear, crap. The all-star okay, game is bull crap. It, like, Aaron Judge or Otani... Or, MLB or, voted him the second best shortstop in the game. Or Mike Trout in his prime or Freddie Freeman or Acuna or Austin Riley or the great players right. are not getting screwed in the all-star game because there's nothing to debate. What there is to debate, keep in mind, all-star game, middle of the season. That's the summer. What does Lindor do April and May? Nothing. Right. Nothing. So his first year, he hit 230. He's 85 points lower from his OPS as a Met versus his Guardians when I thought he was a superstar. Met fans don't love when I say that about Lindor. Now, the Nimmo stuff... I did walk that back a little bit. It, it, in print, I even, I, I'll be right. honest with you, Sal. Like, I'm not here to be unfair. I didn't even like the way it looked in print. Really, right. I like Brandon Nemo. That There's a spot for a guy like that on any team that I coach, any team that I root for. I really do respect his grit. And he's and not just a little gritty player. He's a good player. What I was saying was, you know, really to, to kind of stretch home a point that I probably went a little bit too far, you know, running to first base, look like a seven-year-old. I don't I like the it. way I the words it. looked attached to my name. I'm going to own that. But my ultimate point was, I don't think that the locker room looks at Nimmo as a leader like they look at Lindor. Fair. And, and so those are, so but, everything but that I said. said yeah, no, no, I'm not, and I'm not disputing that. Now, do the Yankees. Because when you talk about Nimmo and you're like, well, he's not good enough to play center field. That's why they moved him to left. And then if you talk about Verdugo, it's but his like. his defensive metrics. They, they, his, I, it, I agree with you. His route rate is four percentile. I, I agree his with you. Okay. But you're accentuating the negatives Go with ahead. Lindor, with Nimmo. And then if I ask you about Verdugo, it's that he's the greatest left fielder ever. You no, literally I didn't said, say he's the greatest you, well, you, left fielder. No, I said but he's a 281 him. lifetime. It's Trent the Yankees' Grisham. biggest move. They, it's their biggest deficiency. Okay. They finally got a left fielder. And then you talk about I'm Trent, thankful. You talk about Trent Grisham yesterday. Great defense. To play. Yeah, that's Great. what I mean. So, but but again, you're highlighting all Spencer Jones, Jason Dominguez, Austin Wells, Anthony. Like, tell me something bad about the Yankees who factually haven't been to a World Series okay. since 2009, other than I'll, you ripping Cashman. You. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's the easy. That's a little anything bad about anybody. Cashman is subpar at his job lately. Everybody knows where I stand on that. The Yankees have not had a third baseman basically in a decade, and it's driving me nuts. The Yankees have not had a left fielder, which is why I do like the arrival of, of Verdugo, at least mm-hmm. for year basically this entire and, century and for the record like i don't disagree that verdugo's a good player but it's hard to take you accentuating the positives with the yankees and highlighting the mets with the negatives with the mets okay i i can see why While some would there say are that, more negatives with the mets i understand you know, i got you but think about this like if if the mets it wasn't just last year that the mets had a step back the year before has proven to be a bit of the outlier with the 101 wins right because the year before that they weren't good they uh-huh. weren't good during the 2020 season they were 26 and 38 whatever it was something like that the, the numbers add up but it's a, it's in the neighborhood not a good winning percentage so maybe i accentuate if i do this and maybe i do right. if i accentuate the negative with 
with the Mets more, and I don't mean to sound like a jerk when I say this, maybe it's because there's a whole lot more negatives to actually illuminate. Agreed. Because they're not very good ever. I, I agree. However, the Yankees won 82 games last year. And it was the worst season in 30 years. Right. And I buried them. Right, but you thought they were going to have a big offseason. Well, they, they, and like, what did I say? I said I was disappointed. Right, I know, I know. And I'm not right. saying, like, I think you're fair, and I really don't believe that you have a biased opinion. I don't believe that. I don't think I do. But I'm just saying how it sounds sometimes, especially when it comes gotcha. to Grisham, Joe, you know, Wells, all these other guys, Spencer Jones. You. Like, we, Listen. You, know, you really think all those guys are going to pan out like odds are? Or even, forget even the Mets, the Orioles. Like, why don't we believe in the Orioles who won over 100 games I last year? I believe the Orioles. I'm not I believe in them. But yet the Yankees, are, well, I mean, you did say the Orioles are going to take a step back and the Yankees can win the division, which could happen. Which I, I do believe. All right, okay, Although right. the Burns edition changed that. Right. I modified that a bit. That's before Cor- Corbin Burns trade. Right, but it's well, like you, you projecting, <clears throat> and not just you, I think Yankee fans too, certain Yankee fans, projecting the best no, no, of, of everything. No, no, it's not. I'm going I'm to challenge on that. It's not about projecting the best. It's about identifying how awry things went last year. Aaron Judge runs into a fence. Those moronic Dodgers, mm-hmm. two months misses the seat, misses, misses the meet. By the way, the Yankees were good when Aaron Judge got hurt. Right. Those jerks in L.A., they mess up the fence. He's out. But Brian would have won the MVP. He was right there with old time. Dude, he was going for 60 again. I got news for you. Judge was hitting 60 again last year. So that that you can't control. So that's the context there. I know that they had their worst season in 30 years, but it's because of the wall in L.A. It's because of, you know, uh, issues that I think they've also addressed. They didn't have a left fielder. Mm -hmm. They got one this year. Rizzo, who was going to be an all-star through middle of May, 20, 20 home runs just about. You know, he runs into Tatis' elbow. They misdiagnose it or they ignore it or whatever, and suddenly he's hitting 190. Then they, they pull the plug. They had no catcher. You know, Bader stunk in center field. Good luck with Bader. Like, it's not about looking at the Yankees and saying everything will go right because I know it won't. I right. know it won't. Right. I don't know if Rodon's going to be. No, no. Yeah. I don't Stroman. know. If he, no, I, I, Stroman will be fine. Yeah, but first half Stroman versus second yeah. half Stroman last year. I, I got you. I, no, I understand. I got you. But is it that different from Met fans saying Severino stop tipping his pitches, therefore he'll be a stud again? We could do this dance all day. Right. But, I think that but fans. I, I can't speak for every fan, but if you ask me about the Mets, I would tell you and and highlight some of the negatives and my concerns. Where, well, yes and no. You told me for a month they're a playoff team, but up until I, finally we had a no, band the I King think, Cohen reference. I think they could be a playoff team. I fairly removed the crown from King Cohen because he didn't do what I wanted him to do. That's get Yamamoto. I don't care what the excuse is. He didn't do it. Didn't do enough. I took the crown off his head. I don't know what more you want me to tell. Like, I can tell you, I don't bet on the Mets going to the playoffs. Could they make it? Sure. I think they're going to be better than most people think. Although now I'm starting to see a lot of people saying they're going to be a playoff team, including them. I don't know how they could say that with their roster. I like the bullpen. I think they have good depth. That's about it. Yeah. I don't like McNeil. I would. There are other things that I would do. So I can see some of the negatives. I just I, and and then I'll highlight the same negatives. So I highlight the negatives with the Mets, and the Mets fan gets mad. I highlight the negatives with the Yankees, and the Yankee fan gets mad. Well, I mean, but you know how the game is played. It's always kind of like that. Right. And here's the other thing, though, and really, and I think up until last couple of years, last ten years or so, the Giants had this edge over the Jets, and I mean they still have the edge, but. Outside of last year, they've been a train wreck as well, the Giants. The Yankees have earned the benefit of the doubt. Not the championship benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt. The Mets have not. And, like, so when we get into this, whether it's what a caller thinks he or she hears 
or here's part of it. They haven't developed the players the way that they should. No, no, I, I don't know. There's a million. So, I could write a book on what's wrong with the New York Yankees. Right. Understood. So then when I hear about the Martian or Did uh, you look to parts Wells, out? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I got a question for you. Before you get move on from Jones, Jason Dominguez. Yeah. I forget, I know. Spencer Jones is young. I think he's going to be a stud. We'll see. Whatever. The Martian. Did he look like a superstar in the few games that he played? Just yes or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Has Beatty? No, absolutely not. Okay. Has anybody? For uh, maybe Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't even say superstar. He hit right. 230. So, but I do like him. I'm not trying right. to diss him. The point being, I'm, if, uh, if, no Dominguez out, right. if Dominguez hit 109 and struck out 23 times with one home run, yeah. Like, dude, what are you saying? The guy looked like a superstar. But you, you, you will admit then that. With power from Spencer Jones, Dominguez, Austin Wells, Volpe, Volpe. did win the gold oh, glove, dude. Uh, I know, but the gold glove is a force. Oh, okay, but still, he hit 20-plus home runs and stole 20-plus bases. Of, of those four, do you think everyone's going to pan out and live up to the expectations? No, Wells, no, no, Volpe, based on the Dominguez, fail rate. No, no, based on the kit fail rate, no. The answer is no. Do I think that all four will be, you know, introduced in the 20... 20- 28 World Series, when you know they trot out to first base at the Yankee State. No, I don't think that that's realistic. No, I, I truly don't. Do I think Volpe's going to be in the middle of a ton of success? Yes. Do I think Dominguez will? Yes. Do I think Austin Wells has a chance to bring something they really lacked, lefty pop? Yeah. I don't think that that's going too nuts. I don't. No, not at all. Mm. Met hating Yankee Homer. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Bogus. What I mean, what, when you look at us today, what are you seeing here? <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying not to look at you guys. Don't answer that. I'm Good actually. God. Well, I don't. I still don't know who or what Sal is, but I am impressed by your makeup skills, BT. I was just telling Hoff that, like you. You didn't mess around. I assume somebody professionally did that. I did it. I know. I, I took a piece of loose leaf. I drew a big circle like it was my head. And then I went and I did Google image search on the five or six different gold dust versions. And yeah. I had to choose one that I was willing to do because <laughs> there's some I just wasn't doing. And I just drew it out, you know, freehand last night and this morning. Yeah. And I went and I just applied it. I applied the the black stuff with 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 eye black. Yeah. You know, the pointy eye in black. In an outline to start. The outline. Yeah. And then, you know, I filled it in with the gold stuff and uh, kept it moving. Have fun going home. Uh, I'm not walking out like this, I promise you. <laughs> Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I don't even know why I'm playing again, but I'm happy that we are. If I was in better shape, I would take the one button down right there and have like a singlet, the wrestling thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta get uh, oh, God, would you stop saying that? I Every well, I will say, I hear I this. No, I know. I, I know. will. I have, I'm have. i in the middle of chaos in my yeah, life yeah, right yeah. now. Once we move, yeah. I think that'll help settle things down. I can get back in shape. But, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How did it feel going to the bathroom? Did you get it out? I didn't. I yeah, just got water. No, I, I'm going to start to drink water. I do have to go, but I'm going to hold it until the end of the show. Oh, okay. All right. Drink well, some water now. We got another hour or so. It's BT and Sal here on The Fan. Let's get back to your calls. Obviously, uh... There is a lot going on with the Boone stuff. He is speaking in a little bit, so uh, obviously Hoff and our crew is monitoring that. If he says anything noteworthy, we'll play it for you, react. But right now we get back to you, which is uh, I'll give you a quote, fun. the first quote. Aaron Boone. Oh, here we go. Yeah, no, it's the first quote. Yeah. It's, it's really, yeah. I'm excited about where guys are at as we're getting ready to lift off here. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. guys. We feel here's Hold another boom one. We feel like we have a chance to be really good, but we certainly understand. Oh, he February. actually said this. Well, yeah, this is what. Oh, I thought you were making no, this no, up. No, no, I, I swear to God, <laughs> Frank. Hold on one sec. I punched him up. Hold on, Frank. Read these. All Go right. ahead. 
No, that was it. Those two. Those Read the second two one so again. Far. I jumped in on you. Go ahead. Uh, the second uh, one. Let's see. I'm uh, excited. We, we feel like we have a chance to be really good, but we certainly understand we're at February. Well, thank God. You're at least admitting it's February. Man knows his calendars. Yeah, what right? else? Uh, that was it. And then the other one was I'm excited to get ready. Uh, I'm excited about where guys are at as we get ready for liftoff here. Okay, if there's uh, any good lift ones. Liftoff. You know what he's saying? Yeah. yeah okay. some, we start climbing real soon, baby. Yeah, okay. He's embracing those yeah. expectations. All right, Frank and Syosin, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, how are you, BT? Good, how are Frank. you, Sal? What's up, Frankie? No problem. Yeah, I, I, BT, I, um, I heard everything you said about the injuries and, and everything. And, and, Sal, I'm not a World Series or bust kind of a Yankee fan. Uh, I'd rather hear it, hear it straight from a guy like you and tell me what's wrong with the team because I'll tell you, I'm probably a bigger critic of my team than you. I, I, I just hold a high standard for my team. And that's how uh, it should be, Frank. I love that. That's what I would do. And your team obviously has higher standards than the teams that I grew up rooting for. But that's, to me, what New York should be about. Hold the teams to the highest of standards. I feel like we've gotten soft around here. Can I uh, can I just give you three or four things? I know you guys uh, got a, a lot of calls. Go for it. I just want to tell you how Go I feel it. about Boone. Stick okay. to the topic, BT. Okay. Uh, okay. First of all, I think he's too much of a friend. I'd rather have... A manager like Willie Randolph, who will bench Reyes for not hustling the first. Second of all, he didn't have the uh, foresight to change the philosophy and the approach at the plate. Uh, and Susan Wallman's been on the fan three or four weeks ago yeah. saying there has to be a different approach at the plate. I agree with Sal. He's an analytics. He's just a front man for the office. Yeah. You can't always listen to analytics. He, he, he has to change the philosophy at the plate. Frank, Frank, hold on. I, I got to jump in because you're throwing stuff out there that sounds good, but it doesn't apply here. You have to. No, I'm not saying the stuff with Willie, although I would say what was Willie's track record as manager versus Boone, but whatever. I like Willie. I think we know the answer anyway. The stuff about the, the hitting approach, okay? You got to understand, if you think that Aaron Boone is in charge of the organizational's hitting approach, you're, you're out of your mind. That's not the way it goes. It is developed, you know, on a much, much, much higher level. Um, and when they have a certain hitting approach, right, they draft certain players that they believe will. Now, it doesn't always work out, clearly, but they draft players that they think will better fit their skill set, will mesh with that hitting approach, whatever it might be. Um, so it's it's way, way above Aaron Boone's pay grade. It's taught immediately at the lower levels of the minors. The hitting coach is brought in, subscribe to that. Otherwise, they're not brought in. Trust me, it's bigger than that. It's not Aaron Boone's hitting approach. I can promise you that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big reason why I would think that Boone is down the, the list on who's yeah. at fault here. It's more the organization is at fault for lack of developing, the, the offensive style, the approach, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mark's at Oceanside. Mark, what's going on? Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Today? How are you? Okay. I got to take it up a little bit with you, BT. Yeah. Um, you're a little bit hard on Alonzo. He is not a great player, but... Would you like him to be the Yankee first baseman over Anthony Rizzo this year? I, I've taken this year. I don't want him for seven years at $250 million, no. <laughs> oh, and I've said okay. that several times. And, I would and, not want him on the Yankees, no. And, he can't run. Little, he can't feel that he strikes out. And in little tiny Yankee Stadium where every right field uh, fly ball is, you know, in the 17th row, okay. what do you think his numbers would be with Soto and Judge in front of him and somebody else, one of the Yankees' other good hitters, behind him? Yeah. 
Well, I give think, me his numbers. Well, I, well I, I'm not going to really just throw numbers out there, but I will give you this there, Mark. I, I do agree with that. Well, he's not going to hit I 70 home runs. I mean, yeah. he already hits 50 as is. That's what more do you want? I have criticized the Mets for failing to get a legitimate veteran bat behind him. I think that's that's unfair to Pete. I think there might be, you know, if not appreciable, certainly an uptick in, in batting average and maybe a little more production. That's the Mets' problem, which becomes Alonzo's problem. But still, and I defend Pete in that regard. If people hear that or don't, that's up to you. Uh, but the other things, analytically graded out, outside of power. And I'm, I don't subscribe a 1,000% to analytics. I don't. Uh, I'm not a data applicator. But when you look at what Alonzo does not do well, the list is a lot longer than what he does do well. BT, one, other th- one part I do agree with you with partially. I don't think he'll age well as a first baseman. He won't. But I could see him. Becoming a very good DH. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. They, they have the luxury. Not. He should be the DH now. Yeah. Quite frankly, yes. they don't have the DH. I've been saying that for two years. So well, are you, you going to put it first base? Well, go get one. No, no, you get a real first baseman. I mean, they would need to get a real first baseman. But if you had this team with Pete Alonso as the DH, mm-hmm. and you could actually go get a real first baseman, maybe somebody who's a leader, maybe a veteran guy who could defend a little bit, a guy who Mike, could put well, the, the ball in play. Mike, got those years Whatever, ago. I love John Olroot. Yeah, 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 but that type of player, something that they're lacking, a veteran presence that could be a good defensive first baseman, a little bit of a leader. Mm-hmm. Put the bat- Now, Joey Votto's, to me, you know, shot, so he wouldn't be the guy. But let's just say that this would, you know, three years ago, yep. Joey Votto, no, somebody like that. And Brandon Belt's a name that was brought out there. Point is, if you take Pete, away from first base and put him at DH. Now you have one of the best, if not the best, DH in all of Major League Baseball. There's no doubt, but can you then justify giving him the same exact amount of money for only being a one-way player who's not going to age well? There's still issues with that. I mean, but he is what he is. Whether you whether they put him but at that DH. that is what he is, but that's why I don't think it's uh, worth I'm, signing him for the big money in years. But I'm saying whether they put him at DH or first base, it doesn't matter. You're going to pay him that money anyway. Yeah. They're going to pay him $200 million. Now, but two hundred million BT for that type of power. That's, that's not, not crazy. Ins- that's what I'm saying. No, no, I get you. That's, that's not, not insane. That's now, fair. now where you start getting insane is when you go over that. Yeah. And you're talking two twenty. Then you're talking two twenty five, two forty, two fifty. Now you're like, eh. mm-hmm. now it might not be worth it. Listen, I mean, I don't see why he would be amenable to this, but especially with Boris now in his corner. But if Pete was like, yeah, man, I'm, I mean, I'm good with a five year deal with a team option or a player option. For a higher AAV, yeah, I'd be much more open to that. I, I just don't see him saying that he would be okay Aaron with that. Aaron Boone, real quick, BT. Yeah, one sec, I Kenny. Think, I think we have a chance yeah, to no be problem. a great offense. Here we go. We got to go show you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you That's do. it. Okay. Stop yeah. talking, Booney. Yeah, it's doing. time to start yeah. showing. He knows. Okay. My manager's locked in day one. Oh, God. Kenny Levittown. Kenny, what's going on? Ken. Hey, how's it going, fellas? What's up, dude? What's going on? To me, there's only, well, Two directions, one avenue, two directions. So the road forks. Mm-hmm. You sit down with Pete. They bet. I hopefully they already did this, but you sit down with Pete. You say, "Look, both sides doesn't make sense to do a contract this year. Next year, we'll you know approach the subject again. You want to be a Met? We want you back. But if things aren't going well halfway through the year, you trade them and get assets back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then hey, you bring them back. And then if they're doing well. Obviously, you hold them, and then you go get another piece. And that's what they're going to do. That's exactly what they're going to do. Now, they'd have to be way out of it to consider trading him, and the package would have to be right. But that is exactly how you play it. If the Mets are out of it yep. by the deadline, you trade him with the idea of still being open to bringing him back. If they are not, then he is going to be here. They're going to play out the season, and they will be open to bringing him back. I mean, it's very simple. I hate to rain on every Kenny, I'll give that you another chance here. Hold on, Ken. I, I hate to rain on everybody's parade. Sal, you've been saying this for a couple of weeks. I, I hate to break the news to everybody, including you, Sal. 
if they trade Alonzo midseason. And I know you're going to say, what about Chapman? There is 0.00% chance that Alonzo comes back. Why? He will say, screw you, Mets. Why? He's already mad about being dangled to the Brewers. Now they're going to trade him midseason. He's already mad he doesn't have a contract. Then they're going to trade him mid- and he's going to come back? That's not happening. Well, well, why that's do you not think, happening. Why do you think he would do that? Who do you who do you think would be willing to give him more money than anybody else? I think at that point it might take a comparable deal or maybe even a little bit less. I just he's if not, they trade he's him, not he's not getting, coming back. Stop with the pipe dream. If Pete Alonso was traded this season, Pete Alonso is not walking I, I, back I don't with believe a seven year contract. I, oh, look who's back. Let's have the Pete Alonso why? press conference after we trade. It's not happening. Why? Why not though? It's ju- I just don't everything his that I believe in. Partially. Well, that's he well, you think Boris cares about his feelings or you think he cares about money? But I don't think Pete loves it here anyway. Uh, Then he doesn't want to be here. But if he's going to take the most money, odds are the Mets are going to give him the most money. So then he's going to be back. And it's not like the Mets are just going to trade him and not talk to him about it. They would trade him and say, hey, look, here's the plan. We're out of it right now. We want to maximize our return. We could get something of good value for you with the intent on talking to you to try to bring you back. Would you be open to that? Then that's on him, and then it's on them to make that decision. I don't think his feelings are going to be hurt to where he's going to be like, oh, screw you. I'm not going back there. There I'm not going to. And take Steve Cohen and his money out of the bidding? Please. He'd be lucky to get 160 if he does that. Well, what's going to happen is if he's dealt somewhere, he's going to probably be dealt somewhere that's actually winning, and he might say, wow, this feels good. I might, I might want to stay right. here. Okay. And they might, they might want to keep him. They might value him more than the Mets seem to value you, you know, him. Agent who don't is, even really offer him contracts. You know his agent is Scott Boris, It's still right? Scott Boris, correct. Which generally means he wants the well, most money. Ken, think about this. So Ken's still with us. All right? I think what, what the best route is, really, is, and this I could see happening. I could see him being traded. Not coming back, but I could see him being traded. I also believe that the Mets will say, if they, if they don't trade him and they get the free agency... Them telling Boris, listen, go see what he's worth, come back, give us a final chance to match. Go get your best offer, give us the number, we'll go from there. That could happen. That I believe. Kenny. All right, so as a Met fan, I'm 100% with Sal. I say no chance that there's no chance he comes back. There's no chance he's Unless, coming back. Stop. You guys sound ridiculous. How? Right I'll agree you sound out. How? You just Whoa. sound ridiculous. It's just, it's crazy. Why? Why is that crazy? I can't even verbalize why. It's just, well, it's but I need not an answer. Happening. I'm, I'm going to need you to verbalize why. I need an answer. Well, because if, I, okay. Well, I, I already did, be, though. Because, his feelings are going to be hurt. You well, think not, you would... no, not that, yeah, I mean, that's like the short route. No, I just, listen, everything that I've said is, is and I've, I've prefaced it with, I'm not in the clubhouse. But the signs to me, as I deduce what's going on, mm-hmm. I'm not saying Pete doesn't like being a Met. I don't think Pete, like, must die a New York Met. I don't think he views the franchise But then what way. would that have to do with being traded? Because then they trade him. Then it's just like, the, it's the final, you know what, I'm moving on, man. You're, saying from, you're saying from Pete's perspective. Yes. But even if the Mets went to him and said, look, we have an opportunity to do something, you know, that we weren't planning on necessarily doing, we can trade you, yeah. get pieces back. The pieces and, that won't even help you because by the time the pieces that you get back in the trade hit the major, well, it it's going to be 35. That makes it t- that's not necessarily true. You know uh, what you're going to get. Uh, I mean, 33. Well, I, I would think that they're going to try to get a, a top pitcher if they could for him. Uh, that would impact them maybe just, sooner. I don't see it, so. Well, what, what, but I that's wish fine. I could give you more. I, you know what? I hope that he, then, then he would be even the dumber than anybody could imagine if the Mets trade him. And he's like, oh, I don't want to come back. Then you know what? Then they then they avoided the bullet 
by giving him the eight years or whatever contract he thinks he's going to get. If he's that sensitive to the idea of something that would better the franchise, which would end up with him getting what he wants anyway, which is a long-term contract. I'm trading you now. Go win somewhere else for two months. We're going to get the prospects back. When you hit free agency, we'll be involved. Even if Pete didn't feel that way, him and his agent should lie to the Mets to keep them in, involved, just to up the ante. That's how well, I, that's a different aspect of it. You can use the Mets. Yeah, oh, sure. Absolutely and use if, the Mets Pete, to get a little more leverage. I think that's smart. If Pete is that hurt and doesn't want to be a Mets so badly now, then what does trading him have to do with it? Then at the end of the year, he's just going to say, I don't like it there. We lost anyway. I don't like the ownership. Do Whatever think, it may be. Do you, think, do you think Aaron Judge loves being a Yankee? I do. Do you think Pete Alonso loves being a Met? I think, Aaron, I think he likes I it. I think Aaron Judge proved that he loved being a Yankee more than taking the most money. Mm-hmm. I, I do not believe Pete Alonso will love being a Met more than taking the so most money. So you agree with me that there's no. a little schism into, or it's not 100% on the love but, meter. But, there's a little But Judge little had to prove it. I thought Judge was going to take the most money, too. I was wrong. He mm-hmm. didn't take the most money. I believe Alonso's taking the most money with Scott Boris. I believe also the Mets are going to give him the most money. But I'll I love to see if the Cubs just throw it out there, whatever. Because well, they've been connected the Cubs, yeah. Cubs throw out two twenty five. What and about the, Mets the say, Orioles? What if what they say, hey, come, come help out our young lineup? We'll put you in a four spot. Help the young bucks. Orioles say two forty. The Red Sox going to have money at some point. Come smash the, the Fenway, uh, the Green Monster. Orioles say two forty. Mets say we're good at two fifteen. I want to see Pete make a decision. Yeah, coming to the Mets. Come back. He's not leaving. Uh, I, I I think he's. I think taking he's taking the most penny. money too. Yeah. I think he's taking the most money too. I do think ultimately the Mets are going to end up giving him the most money. One quick thing before we break, BT. And the Boone mm-hmm. quote. Boone. Um, what do you say? I do feel like considering what we lost in some trades this year, I think we are in a much better depth position than maybe even I expected. <laughs> so he's admitting at one aspect of it, they gave up a lot in, in some of the trades yep. and didn't think they'd have depth. But wow, yeah, that depth is even better than he expected. Okay. I've still yet to see any criti- criticism, any weak spots on the almighty Yankee team. Uh, now, Boone, the one thing he keeps keep saying is the proof is going to be in the pudding. You're damn right it will be. Go out there and do it. You're coming off an 82-win season. Go out there and do it. I don't care what the roster looks like. I don't care what you're talking about. The depth of the offense could be elite. It could be great. Let's see it. Go do it. Can you point to the manager that gets on his opening day press conference and just rips apart his team and destroys them? No. Well, who who does that? We are an elite offense again. They are. Did he say that? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's about time, baby. That was an elite offense last year? No, he said we're an elite offense again. Yeah. Isn't that what you read? What, I don't, I don't, you have it. What do you say? We're we're an elite offense again. Boone said his feeling is we are an elite offense again. And I agree. And last year they were All awful. The they were with the year. A's. Uh, we'll there see you it. go. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. BT and Sal on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. All righty. Today's Call of the Day brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Let's get Robert in Boston, Massachusetts. Sal, let me tell you something. You try to make trades for the Yankees. You, you, you hate the Yankees, so you can't make a trade that's going to huh? help the Yankees. What you... Just like I can't make a trade what? that's going to help the Boston Red Sox up oh, here. Oh, wait, you know, wait you a know second. what I'm trying to say? No, Why I don't. don't I don't know what you get Matt what are you ta- Wait, what Why are you talking about? Why don't the Mets get Matt Snell? What is your point? 
That year, you the year they got judged, Houston got two number ones and two number twos. Congratulations! That's what, two years. <laughs> well, I still don't what? understand your point. I watch you on SNY. You hate the Yankees. When was the last time the Yankees won a World Series? Two- 2009. When was the last time they were in one? I don't, I don't even know. 2009? Right. 2009. Now, is that my fault? Yeah. Is that my fault? Wait a minute. Wait, is that my fault? Make, no, no, you said I hate the no. Yankees. Only Let me ask you something, Robert. When was the last Robert? When was the last time Robert? When was the last time the Mets is, were in the why World is Series? King Kong when Cohen, was, why is King Kong Cohen not spending money this year? Oh my God, Rob- Robert! Robert, here's the idea. Robert, send me your Venmo so I can pay for you to go buy a clue. Get lost. Can you be? So stupid. Oh, I hate the Yankees. Yeah, I know. I grew up hating the Yankees. I got news for you. Breaking news. I can give a you-know-what less about what the New York Yankees do. I got real-life issues that I'm worried about. And you think I'm sitting here coming up with some opinions because I hate the Yankees. I don't. As a matter of fact, I want the Yankees to do well. Why do I want the Yankees to do well, BT? For the show. It's good for the show. It's good for business. That's what I care about. I stopped hating the Yankees in 2000. I don't care. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm an adult. <laughs> Probably a little later than 2000, I think I stopped hating the Yankees. We're going to be factually correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you start yelling. I start yelling. You kind of lose sight of sight. I didn't yeah. realize, though, that Doink was such a combustible figure. <laughs> yeah. Such a well, short-tempered clown. There was, did you know? I, I didn't know, but people have alerted me to that today, <laughs> that Doink was both a heel and a face. I did know that. Good guy and bad guy. Now, was he, let me ask you this. I don't know the answer. I surmise it was Goldust because I know he had something with Piper. I don't know for sure. Hey, Hoff, who was more popular? Like, who had the bigger following? I think Goldust made more Gold of an Dust, impact, right? no? I feel like Goldust was around through a lot of different phases of his career. Doink was like a year and a half of life. Oh, that, that was it, it? Huh? No. Like that. I think they pushed him no, for like a year and a half. Be, don't what? be spitting out misinformation yeah, like that. You know that for sure, worthy of, uh, keep it around I thought that's what roster. I read on Google. No. I thought that's what oh, I read on Google. I have no idea. Yeah. But well, I know there was a lot of different versions of, of Doink. There were? Well, I know there were. The original guy died. I thought you meant like the makeup. You mean the actual person. Yeah. Gotcha. No, but they they did have, I'm pretty sure, one WrestleMania, Doink versus Dink? Doink. Doink versus no, Dink was Doink. The, Doink was the little version. The little of, sidekick. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And then I'm pretty sure they had Doink versus Doink one year. That, so was, a, that was a WrestleMania Not match? Re- yeah, a match, I think. A That's match so at stupid. WrestleMania. I don't know. Why I mean, would you do that? That's moronic. Doink versus Doink. That was a Doink. Now we're entering the ring. Doink. Why would you do So I got a question yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Is uh, it a baseball question doink. or a wrestling Well, it's, it's a little bit of everything, actually. Mm-hmm. So I saw on social media yesterday. If Doink and Goldust were in the Yankee lineup, they'd each hit 35 home runs. Boone would say they're going to be an elite offense. Yeah, yes, they would. I they agree. would. Now, where would Doink hit versus where would yeah. Goldust hit? Yeah. By I know the, I would, I, be, Gold Dust would be the three-hitter. Right, Dunk would be more of a lead-off guy, probably. Get set the table yeah, a little bit, exactly. a little scrappy. What's that, Hoff? So, I just, just to fact-check, because I don't want to, you know, offend anybody, right, especially right, you, right, Sal. Right, Dunk. Right. Um, he was in WCW from 91 to 92, WWF at the time, 92 to 93. That's not, it? Not a very long And then he run. went to ECW in 94, yeah. and then from 94 to 2013, he was all over He was the on the independent circuit hmm. in backyard wrestling ball Yeah, it was wire. shorter than I thought. I feel like he had a longer run. Well, anyway. he really, they, what was they your didn't question? think you were that, uh, that yeah. important to keep around. They right. never knew that contract, huh, Doink? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Send you right back to the circus. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I saw on social media. I, we can't even talk about what Goldust is. 
Yeah, we don't right. really know what he is. That's well, the, do we? Oh, we do. Oh, we do. Oh, we do. <laughs> oh, we do. <laughs> Which version? Though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. uh, no way I was wearing that wig today. I don't yeah. care. If there was a gun in my mouth, I wasn't wearing a wig today. No, I wasn't. I wasn't going that far. What was your question? So the question is, first a statement, then the question. So do you know how old Howie Rose is? Did you see this on social media yesterday? No, I did see it was his birthday. I don't know how old he is. I believe he turned 70. Wow. Uh, yeah. I was going to get He looks good, by the way, for yeah. 70. Full head of hair, not not mm-hmm. a lot of visible grays, right? Still top of his game on the radio. It was mm-hmm. great. So if I said to you, Sound, I know you like Howie. Love Howie. I know you do. That's why I'm, I'm going here. If I said, all one right. One of my, like, childhood no, idols no, 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 from uh, a oh, broadcaster perspective. Number one or number? Well, I just remember, like, writing him a letter. Like, I loved him. Remember, he was doing TV at the time. 100%. So was that I, with Fran Healy? Yeah, and I, love, the, I love them both. Yeah, anyway. So go anyway, ahead. So if I said, all right, Sal, there are one, one New York, any sport announcer that you can have on loop for the rest of your sporting life and hear nobody else, who would you pick? I mean, that's a tough that's one. That's a tough one. That's what gold dust does. He brings. Right, do you have an answer first while I think about issue? it? Because you've been thinking about this, I'm sure. Oh, the, the one time I don't want you to ask that because I don't have the answer. <laughs> I could give you an answer, <laughs> I guess. Uh, it's, a, it's such a tough call. By the way, Mike Breen comes to mind uh, very, Breen, very fast, but I, I continue to contemplate. I, I mean, the, the first name that came to mind was Marv. Um, but, man, it's a tough call. Isn't it tough? Especially because I love baseball so much. Uh, and you're probably going to more younger when we're more impressionable, more forward. Yeah, like, I, I mean, was I even go, thinking Phil Rizzuto. I, I remember him I mean, as well. I love, he, love listening to him. He reminded me of my grandfather on the right. Italian side. Same. I, I love I love Scooter. Um, I loved McCarver and Kiner. That was a good one. Did you ever meet Ralph Kiner? Uh, I don't think I met I him have. once. What a gentleman. What a good know, guy. I don't know if I have or not. Um, Great home run hitter. Yeah. By the I, way, they said uh, Ralphie was, was packing. Packing what? <laughs> the hell? What kind of show is this? That's, that's what they what, said. That's the side note. I'm just telling you. They oh, said Ralph was. Oh, Ralph was packing. Thanks, Gold Dust. And this is this is where <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised you're interested in that Gold Dust. <laughs> and that is now this I where think I ask Marilyn you. Monroe, honestly, like Ralph was. Oh, yeah, Ralph okay. was a swordsman, dude. Jeez, <laughs> he I, was. I know he was like a home run Burr. hitter, but I didn't know. You yeah. know. Anyway, <laughs> are you going with Ralph? Now does you know that he's that he's dangling? <laughs> no, Ralph. Uh, Sam Rosen, I love. Yep, great. Sam's fantastic. He uh, sounds, a always sounds so good. But Marv doing the Knicks, man. Yeah. I love Marv and Johnny Andrews. And honestly, oh, Johnny you know, Howie as well peace, would be in John. there. I don't know, dude. That that's an impossible okay. call. All right, I'd probably. So pick, Doink is unable to give an answer. I I I would probably say McCarver, Kiner, would be the two. McCarver and Kiner. I thought from a Yankee perspective. I got the stuff yeah. on my on my fingers. Uh, I thought I thought Yankee fans were always way out of line. You'd like, okay. uh, McCarver hates us. Uh, I never felt that as a Yankee fan during oh. all those World Series runs. No, I wouldn't go okay. I like oh. Michael. Yeah. I would go younger. I would go younger. I would go either Scooter. I would think about Marv. Breen's there. Those are my three. Uh, wait, 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 what are you saying there? No, not that I'm not going to say that. What, 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 what are you saying there? What are you saying <laughs> you know, to talk back button? I heard Kiner. I heard Kiner. What were you saying to Tahoe? Isaiah Kiner Falefa. I'll what? tell you off the air. Kiner yeah, Falefa. He, he showed up with the facial hair to Blue Jays camp. Did he? Yeah. Oh, freedom, huh? Yeah, exactly right. Escape the that's Yankees, exactly right. you know, rasp or not rasp, but wrath. Grasp. I think that's what I was Well, maybe to say. Marvin, Johnny Andres. Oh, man, I love Johnny Andres was phenomenal. Love you don't remember guys. Jim Carvelis, do you? No. Dove, you do, right? You remember Jim Carvelis? Bullseye. He, his his no. signature was Bullseye. And it was always Bernard King. I was even thinking of he going He was before there. Marv? He did, I think at that point, 
One was I feel now I, I might miss be mm-hmm. I might be misremembering. I feel like at that point, oh, one was I, radio. One was radio. One was TV. Like I feel like I remember. I got to double check this. Jim Carvelis and Butch Beard, who was a former player. I remember him as a coach with the Nets. Yeah, with the Nets, yeah, okay. he was the coach of the Nets for sure. And I, I feel like I used to watch them on Channel Nine because I didn't have MSG at that point when the Knicks away games were on Channel Nine WOR. But it could have been inverted where Marv was on TV, but I don't think it was. And I heard those guys on the radio. Or maybe they just, maybe it was one year of one and one year of the other. Either way, um, I'd probably, if I had to get, I'm going to go Scooter. I'm going to say Scooter. Love that one. Ah, Scooter was the best. He'd actually be close on my list because same thing, like young childhood baseball memories and uh, listening to him do a game. And like you said, being Italian, like having that, yeah. he did remind me of my grandfather a little he's bit. He's leaving early. Yeah. You got the cannolis. Yeah. He's, just, yeah. he's the best. He didn't care what anybody thought. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yes, yes, welcome in. Welcome in, people. All I'll say is this, next year, somebody's paying. Oh, you guys are dead. Hoff, as, gonna kill as bad you. as Hoff made it this year, it's going to be tenfold next year. Yep. You got to win. win. You yeah. got to win first, Yeah, bro. well, I will. Well, one of us is going to win, and you're paying, Hoff. Yeah, he... You are going down. Even if I lose, I will, me and Sal will collaborate, you know, and we will make sure that I get the softer landing and you get absolutely I'd like to get twisted. Spike involved. Maybe next year we could do something with their afternoon show as well with Philadelphia because yeah. I want his ass to pay as well. Comes yeah, up with this idea. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Spike comes up with, oh, I've got it. How about you dress as wrestlers? They're like, yeah, all right, whatever. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, and then he's bolting. Sure, yeah, I want his ass getting involved in that. <laughs> Him, Ike Reese, the other dude, Jack or whatever, yeah. get them involved. Oh my God! It has been a uh, it's been an interesting day. You guys is, uh, you guys are enjoying the visuals. So we paid it off. Bet is uh, almost over. We're done it too. Now the problem that I'm starting to realize, and I got to throw something serious by you about Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm starting to notice now. So I ordered a few things from Amazon. I got like a gold. <laughs> uh, it's like a big thick eye black gold yeah, uh, stick, yeah. right? And I used that for half my face. Mm-hmm. The other is like actual paint that I painted on with a brush, right? Because right. I watched a tutorial. On gold dust, Dustin right. Rhodes doing it himself, right? right? So I wanted to at least have a chance to do it properly. And I think the makeup came out really well. I think you nailed it. I think I nailed it. What I didn't realize, because my son's got a pitching lesson at 4 <laughs> o'clock today. Now, as I'm sitting here, I'm noticing, like sometimes I inadvertently wipe my face. Yeah. There's sparkles oh, now. Oh, God. Gold speck sparkles that are not coming off. Yeah, good luck. I- I mean, I got a TV show to do a little bit later on. I got to make sure <laughs> I get all this right. clown paint That's off. You do. <laughs> yeah. Baseball night in New York. Yeah, right. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jalen Brunson here. So, listen, we had a lot of stuff with Pete yesterday, and we mentioned the Brunson and the tough loss, the ridiculous, stupid foul they called on Brunson. Awful call. Everybody knows By that. By the way, you saw that they protested? Of course yeah. they did. What is you that going to mean? Nothing. nothing I hate usual. protesting. They no- never work. Nothing. Nothing changes. I actually don't like it. This bothers me. Like when the NBA sends out like a minute report or a two-minute report. Yeah, we screwed up. Yeah, fantastic. Are you going to change the loss to a dub or no? <laughs> they keep it and stick it up. you behind because it does nothing yeah. for my team. Anyway, it's not even about that because, yeah, they missed the call. They owned it. All right. 
I knew the Knicks would lose, or I thought they would lose a couple in a row. They have. They're nowhere near being whole. They will eventually regenerate and be a team that nobody's going to want to play. Here's the issue, though. Not the actual call, which I guess is a sub subtext of what I'm about to say. We've had a few discussions. Is Jalen Brunson the superstar, right? And I believe he is, and my partner believes that he is. Mm-hmm. Brunson's a superstar. But the truth of the matter, and Kendrick Perkins thinks he is. And back in the day, a month ago, Stephen A. Smith then. Like, you, you get a lot of different mm-hmm. answers. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It's what the referees think. And until the referees start treating him like a superstar, he's not one. Because forget everybody's focusing on that last play. If you, if you, if you watched the game the other night, there was a situation where, oh, uh, who the hell was it? It was... Um, Mm. Oh God! Why am I forgetting his name? He's he's always he's always he's always got a beef with LeBron. A uh, Dylan Brooks. Oh yeah, right. lowered his shoulder and aggressively sought contact like a linebacker trying to tackle somebody, and they called the foul on Brunson. There were myriad examples that night that yet yeah, the the last one with the three shots with three tenths of a second literally cost the Knicks a game. But Jalen Brunson does not get superstar treatment, and it doesn't matter what we say until he gets it. He's not a superstar. I do think it's a bit overblown. Every missed call, and there have been some egregious ones, the ones where he get punched in the face. Oh, my was God, that yes. the Lakers? He, uh, he no, that was guy. not the— and uh, they, no, no, it was Pacers, the game they won. Was it the Pacers? When they yeah, came back the from Pacers. 15 or so. Anyway, he got smacked in yeah, the face. Yeah, because the guy took the ball, punched, and got a layup on that. He still, yeah, exactly. And she was you know, a crucial point in the yes, game. I think yes. they tied or took the lead. Yes. He still had a black eye from that. No foul called there. Uh, the one the other night against the Rockets. The one you mentioned with with Brooks even as well. So the egregious ones are obviously noticeable, and then people start to go nuts. But the reality is, and I thought Steph Bondi did a good job on, uh, in the post on this, the numbers are, are saying that Brunson is getting treated fairly for what he is. So maybe he doesn't get the Jordan treatment, the superstar treatment, but it's not like he's getting hosed by the officials night in, night out. I don't... I don't that shouldn't be a factor. I know it's easy for fans to complain about, oh, the officials suck and this and that, and we can pinpoint individual calls. And that one the other night, you know, now I would argue you shouldn't put yourself in that spot to be tied with the crappy Rockets anyway. Yeah, I down mean, they the had nobody playing. No, I understand. Right now, it's still the Rockets. Like, come on, dude. Rockets are but, actually very good at home. They, they have not, a good home record. And that's not why they lost anyway. Yeah. They, they, they didn't lose because of that foul call. And that's kind of my point. Like, you lost the game. It happens, but it was a horrible call. I do think well, those being lose because of that. I mean, if they don't nah. call, let it go to overtime. Yeah, but maybe, maybe they, they lose. Win. Maybe they lose. But maybe you know? win. Yeah, right, Once they make that call, you have no chance to win no, because you can't get a shot from three tenths. Of, you know, basically, no. So they did lose that yeah, one. But you know what? They put themselves in a position where they had a tie game and they didn't have the ball. And bad things can happen then. And yeah, bad I mean, things I'm not happen. Disagree with that part. It was, it was an awful call. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I but it doesn't you. mean that they would have won the game. I mean, you mentioned the the article by Bondi. I didn't see it, mm-hmm. so I'm sure he references like free throw attempts and kind of compares and contrasts yeah, to other all-stars, like, something like that. Yeah. And what's the criteria loosely? He, well, I think Brunson was like third in free throw attempts per know, drive to the basket. He broke it down nicely. It, okay, but it was basically saying that the idea that Brunson or the Knicks are getting screwed by the officials doesn't the, the the metrics don't really back that up statistically? And, okay, and so there was a massive disparity the other night where the Knicks were aggressive. I don't think they were rewarded. Knicks, I think, took twelve free throws, and Houston had a, a much much higher number than that. That bothers you a little bit, but that happens around the NBA. I don't want to be too selectively critical just because it impacted the New York Knicks there. But and again, I didn't see mm. Bondi's piece here, but. You watch the Knicks every night. I, I there are at least two or three times, and, and I know that the free throw attempts are are replicating those that are also stars and all stars. There's not a big disparity there, but I still feel like they're missing a lot of calls. This guy hits the deck 
every time, every night, right? Like two, three times, and not because he's like he's soft or he no, loses he's a physical his balance. Player. He's getting pushed to the ground. Yeah. That a lot of times he doesn't complain, but a lot of times he looks at the ref and he's like, "Where's the call? Like what?" He and then he just goes about it and plays his game, which I respect. He's not making a spectacle out of it, but I think they missed a lot of calls with Brunson. I, I really do. And it was one official in particular, the guy who made that call against Houston. He also had a bad one against Brunson. Somebody on social media pointed that out. Maybe there is a, a Brunson and Knicks bias to a certain extent, but at least according to Bonnie's article, the numbers aren't backing that okay, up. Okay, i got to check that out. Rob's down in North Carolina, BT and Sound on the fan. What's going on, Rob? Hey, uh, I'm, I'm really, I love you guys' show, but man, you got to get off Alonzo's back. It just doesn't make sense. You know the guy averages 157 games a season? Yep. He plays and then you talk day. about yep. Judge being the king of New York? He is. Give me a break. Who's higher profile than Aaron Judge? Give me a What? Who's a, who's got a higher profile in New York than Aaron Judge? What do you mean profile? Who cares about that? Measure measurement. Yeah, use any wins, I'll tell you play that. once in a while? What? Why doesn't Judge play once in a while? Outside of games Alonso played, plays he, he's another game. measure. Well, that is true. And then you guys are talking about oh, Alonzo plays every game. He does. His body style, and, and uh, he, it's not going to age well. I don't think he's it is, first, Rob. He's a first baseman DH. Yeah, but it's not he, 1960, he, Rob, where you have he, some slob playing play first base. Field. He doesn't Rob, play who do you think's better, Pete Alonzo or Aaron Judge? He's a first baseman. Rob, who do you think's better, Pete Alonzo or Aaron Judge? Oh, Alonzo. He's proven it. Uh, Thank right, you for the I call. I got you, Rob. No, I appreciate that. Listen, that's his opinion. All <laughs> I mean, good. Come okay. On. Come uh, on, wow. dude. Frank's on Long Island. What's going on? BT and South. Frank, how you doing? Frank. Hi, Frank. Frank is not ready. What about Frank and Mineola? Stay out uh, out east. Frank, what's up? How you guys doing? Listen, I, I got to chime in on the Alonzo thing, too. Now, Sal, you, 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 everybody's saying, oh, yeah, he wants to leave. Okay. In my opinion, he did himself a disservice by hiring Scott Boris. And let me just just finish the statement. Do you think now... He's seeing a guy that just won a Cy Young has no job. Cody Bellinger just had a monster year, doesn't have a job. Now, I don't think that the Mets, I think they're doing the right thing because they're bidding against themselves right now if they sign him. And I believe Cohen and Stearns are going to say, like you guys said before, go out, get your best number, and come back. Another point, he's not better than Freddie Freeman, and he's not better than Matt Olson. Yep, that's they true. They set the markets for first baseman. Yes. Yep. And not even, close, not even close to the numbers that Pete and Boris think that they're going to get. No. I agree with you, uh, yeah. Frank. You're, you're nailing it. Good call, Frank. Good call. Sal, Sal, my point is, if if Pete Alonzo thinks he's getting 250, 300, I love the guy, you walk away. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's it. Guess what, Frank? That's exactly... You just nailed it. That's exactly what the Mets are going to do. Scott, you're right. Now, you could say Pete did himself a disservice by hiring Boris on the aspect of it's not good optics. It shows. To me, when you hire Scott Boris, it shows that you want one thing. That's the most money. Now, he could tell Boris, hey, I really want to be a Met, but let's get make sure we get the most money. Two things can be true. He's trying to maximize his income, as he should be doing. However, the comps, and this is where the Mets are looking at it, are Freeman, are Matt Olson, and Pete Alonso. while the Mets might have to pay more because he's homegrown, he's their guy, he means more to the fan base, he's not as good as those two players. So Pete probably is thinking, 
well over 200. The Mets are probably thinking roughly 180 to 200. That's where you have a disparity. That's why they haven't come to an agreement. The Mets are going to play this out and say, go test the market, whatever you get. And they're gambling that it's not going to be more than 250. Mm-hmm. Whatever you get will probably match or maybe go a little bit more than, you know, you know maybe they go to 215 or 220. Yeah, if they have there's to a hometown them. tax because if he stays here, it's 500 but if bombs. It's you monetize that moving forward. If that should give him a little more. If it's more than that, they're, they're yep. going to, I'm telling you, at that point, I like if it gets you. ridiculous, then they're going to tell him to walk. And I, I don't I think it will. You, I agree with you. Like, you know, I have to say one thing, too, because, you know, and I'm sure it comes across this way a little bit. The it, It's not about like Pete Alonzo slander or dissing Pete. You know, I think some of you wonder why we go so in depth with the Pete Alonzo conversations the way we do. It's because his contract is up. Right. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be talking about it. And he's well, a prodigious home run hitter. Well, it started It started when his name came up in trade talks. Correct. That's where it started. That is absolutely true. Because there's no way yep. in this town that a player of that caliber should ever be brought up in trade talks. Ever. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the circumstance is. Mm-hmm. Especially then. And since then, the Mets have gone in a different direction as a franchise, and maybe it, you understand it a little bit more, and maybe, you know, we don't know the details about what he thought he was worth or whatever, yep. but when when that happens, that high-profile player comes up in trade talks, that's that's why you, you start making it a focal point, and here we are a year later, and he's still unsigned, obviously. Dude, I got a problem with this gold speckle. It's not coming off my not, it's not coming off my hands. Good luck. Like the little fragments of gold. Why don't you go to the pitching lesson like that? <laughs> Make Colt proud. <laughs> Daddy Gold does. Hey Daddy, can you show me that pickoff move? <laughs> no, son, I'm hiding in the car. I will not uh, will drop you off today. Daddy will get updates from the coach later. Uh, all right, so listen, you guys can check it out. YouTube, WFAN account, IGX, videos. As many you know pictures as you want. Go have a little fun. All right. Don't destroy us. Bet paid off. Met of our words. Doink. Good working with you today, my friend. IBTC tomorrow. Thank you. No, no. It's gold dust. Dude. Oh, gold dust. There Sorry. Go. Well, I won't see you tomorrow. Where are you going? Go you're back not going to gonna be here. Yeah. No, you're not going to be here. Gold dust. Oh, that's BT, right. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Is Doink going to be here? No. Where's he going to be? He's back retiring. to the circus. <laughs> Evan and Tiki next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 